and welcome to The One One. I'm BJ Ryan, episode 140, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. We are here at the luxurious Hen House recording podcasting studios uh, alongside, of course, the one and only Perth Racing Guru. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. How are you? Good. I'm, uh, I haven't told you this, but I'm on a plane tomorrow, Melbourne, Melbourne bound. For what the Dockers? Uh, no, I my f- uh, my good friend, childhood friend Keith Watson Jr. He is a sh- uh, part owner of Red Cam Man. Yep. So he's been pestering oh, me for wow. a while to go across and watch him race. So we're going leaving tomorrow morning. We're back on Sunday. So going to watch Red Can race. There's a bit of a there's actually a strong WA contingent which we'll touch on shortly at Flemington on Saturday, and then off to uh, watch Frio versus Collingwood at the G on uh, Saturday night in front of ninety thousand. So oh, what a what a weekend! Yeah, yeah, happened. All, all happened. Envious of that one. All happened very quickly, actually. So, um, yeah, Red be spontaneous can. at times in life, don't you? Red is is Sean McGrady riding? Yep, he is. Sean oh, McGrady's heading very across. Good. Yes, catch up very with a good. few few of my um, Victorian-based friends. It should be a good day. Oh, that'll be something, won't mm. it? Yeah, can't wait. Have to see if Betfair can look after you at something at the races, surely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm open to any suggestions. <laughs> I'll, I'll just drop your name, should I? Jeez, that won't work well for you. No, so looking forward to that, and um, but yeah, it's great to be at the the Hen House. It's a uh, it's a uh, beautiful space to mm. record your WA Racing uh, podcast. How's the week been thus far in uh, in the Guru's world? Yeah, just taking it one race at a time. So Nicola returned from her hiatus away. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, no, a bit of a, a light form week to to start the week, but got stuck into this card. I thought, right, oh Wednesday, I'll dive in here. I tell you what, pretty thin old card, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of lack of runners, some very short-priced favourites in a lot of the events, and rightly so. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a card where sort of discussing what's an acceptable price to take will be a pretty regular question asked. I agree. Yeah, we've um, we've got the Farnley Stakes, of course, is the is the highlight of the well, the feature of the day, rather. Mm, I think um, the three-year-old race is the highlight. Yeah, I think so. Maybe uh-huh. even uh, a certain horse yeah, pro- on the program. Yes, correct. So, protege, one of the... Uh, yeah, one of the most uh, exciting young horses in Western Australia. He is engaged, taking on the older horses, mm. gone from a maiden to a graduation, and uh, we're going to chat very soon with his trainer, Mitchell Pateman. So looking forward to that. Uh, the family stakes, of course, um, 1,400 metre. Uh, a lot of those horses will progress onto the Hannans Handicap, hopefully. that Make sure that that feature sprint race up there at the at the Cal Round is uh, is strong. And, um, yeah, so we'll touch on on the goings-on of family stakes, so the full nine-race card very very soon, but um, but just quickly, uh, as I mentioned, off to Flemington um, for Saturday's meeting. Jeez, he's rubbing it in, isn't he? Bloody hell! Stage man, hey, red cam man, this weekend, beach. <laughs> <laughs> red cam man, stage man, and graceful girl all going around in the Bobby Lewis down the straight mm-hmm. uh, six furlong course oh, at Flemington. You reckon graceful girl go down the straight? She's drawn inside, so a lot of the straight racing, you know, is, is dependent on you know the. I guess the track on the day and where the jockey's head and all that sort of stuff. So it'd be interesting. Uh, listening to Bob Peters, actually, must uh, comment, commend uh, Tab Radio there. They had Bob Peters in the studio this morning. Mm-hmm. He, he did like a half-hour show with Tim and Digby, and uh, it was really good. Enjoyed it, and he he was sort of leaning towards Stage Man as his, as his um, pick um, okay. between the two and the Bobby Lewis. And Bob has got two runners, yeah, Bob and Sandra. This reason why we've got two runners, Regal Power and Western Empire. They're lining up in the Group 1 Maccabi D. Stakes over the mile, and kissing all four cheeks is in the um, 
the Let's Elope for uh, the, uh, mares race over fourteen hundred meters as well. So, yeah, what's your play- plan? What's your plan of attack? Just just back all the WA horses. <laughs> That's what I did last time, yeah. and then they all got beat. Well, so, so yeah, I think I need to follow missed, up. Uh, if you did it a fortnight ago, you would have done your ass. So, yeah. so it might. That's be, what uh, I did. Yeah. Oh no. Th- yeah. So it's uh, yeah. It might be the uh, it might be the go. So Western Empire, are we forgiving? I think so. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. They ride it cold. I've been. I, I know nothing about the form whatsoever, so don't listen to me in that sense. But um, I heard that it's it's a big chance he might end up outside the leader. Mm, the speed map a lot of people have come up with. So it's not where you'd probably want him traditionally. Not where you'd want any of Bob's traditionally. He but. loves a bit. He loves cover. Western Empire. Mm. He's, a, he's a he's a he's a good cover. He's much better superior cover horse. Mm. Uh, just with that a bum to follow, and he can relax a bit. But uh, I think I think there would there be learnings from what happened at Caulfield the other day. It was Danny O'Brien's first start with him. Uh, he was coming off a long break, so a bit of ring rust there. And if we see the best of Empire uh, Western Empire on Saturday, I think he'll he'll win really. But um, just depends where he's at. Um, the um, just touching on the Cerise and White, that uh, there was two runners at Mooney Valley last Saturday. Inspirational Girl finished second in the Fian behind Mr. Brightside, who was sensational in victory. And I thought the run of Midnight Blue, um, the Perth Cup winner, he's building towards I don't, a win very, very soon. He's heading towards a race called the Naturalism, I think, at Caulfield next start, where I imagine he'll be one of the main fancies. He, he's ticking along nicely, and there's, there's a couple of wins in store for him on the horizon over in uh, Melbourne, that's for sure. Very good. Now, uh, just touching a bit, we'll be a bit self-indulgent here for a moment, um, which is unlike us, but uh, Evelina donned the 1-1 colours at mm. Kalgoorlie last Sunday, Sunday, ran a nice fourth, so it was nice to see the uh, the red and the blue and the white there going around at, uh, cheer, at the uh, famous uh, Goldfields racetrack there, and uh, what do you think? Yeah, no, nah, she went well. She went well, um, as Nick was sort of telling us behind the scenes. He's still trying to figure her out. And there's still a bit of, you can tell, there's a lot of improvement in her in regards to uh, what, just sort of what he's learning with the horse and settling into the environment. But uh, no, it was a it was a nice run. Nice ride, I thought, from Clint as well, out mm. in the back, having a crack. Um, but yeah, he's flying out, man, Nick, isn't he? Rode yeah, double? Nick. Well, not rode a double, he trained a double. Trained a ca- yeah, he's doing, doing a Feuding good job. and ruling down. Pilotti, yes. Uh, I was just going to say, what did you make of the Coolgardie Cup heading towards the uh, Boulder and Kalgoorlie Cups in the weeks to come? So we had uh, no apology. Uh, oh, weak as piss. Isn't it weak as piss? Like, I... What was the, what I was saying? Just, savage one was What was the, the savage one? What was the situation there? Foot issue. Foot issue, yeah, okay. Thank right. God it didn't run with a foot issue because I can't imagine how much money I would have had on <laughs> Savage one. I thought it was completely unbeatable. Um... Yeah, so when when that came out, I mean, I was pretty short, no apology price wise, and mm. I was just I was just about to hop into it on Betfair, and then the money came mm. and came and came and came and came, so I couldn't actually back it, but um, and I've misty lad each way, ran fourth and a yeah, 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 typical fucking. Mm. Um, but it's pretty weak. So I'd be if you're uh, uh, like brother Paddy and and Telma Cummin. I think around second and third. They're just yeah, battling away. Mm. Misty Ladders, I said, ran fourth. So I think if you're a fresh competitor to those type of races, we know General Grant's going to go for the uh, for the Cow Cup and potentially the Bold Cup. I'm not sure. Um, I think there's some good prize money on offer if you've got a horse that's ready and fit and capable of running at those journeys that even if you're a 60, 70, you don't have to be a, a superstar th- at all. I thought Old Stafford's wasn't a bad run actually heading towards a Boulder Cup. So um, Old Stafford's late. I was going to say the the horse that is of in- – one horse that is of interest 
to me on Saturday is true attraction first up for Hayden Ballantyne in the Farnley. He's a 100 raider, and I wonder whether the Farnley is going to lead him straight into a Boulder Cup or whether Hayden's going to take a different path with true attraction. But you would imagine a race like the Boulder Cup and Kalgoorlie Cup are the, um, were the sort of sort of feature events that a, that a Bunbury Cup winner would be targeting. But I just wonder whether he's going to run out of time to get them to get them, them ready, him ready for those particular races. But we'll see, and mm-hmm. we'll touch on that shortly. But um, yeah, we better we better bring our man in, Mitchell Pateman. We've we've interviewed him. He's been a part of our Mastermind tournaments over the journey. He's uh, he's a friend of the show, and uh, we want to we want to learn a little bit more about this. Uh, this exciting, fast uh, three-year-old by the name of Protégé. Let's have a chat. Terry, I think we'll agree uh, on a a little bit of a bland uh, Farnley Stakes Day card this sad day. One of the more fascinating and exciting runners on the day is uh, a youngster by the name of Protégé. So I think uh, we should get his trainer, or his current trainer, anyway, we'll find out more about that, Mitchell Pateman on the line to have a chat about protege mitchell welcome back to the one one yeah how are you boys thanks for having me mitch last time you're on you were on the, the one one you were runner up in the jockey versus trainer mm-hmm. mastermind tournament um did you have a debrief following the uh, the loss to jordan turner was there any fallout from the uh from the uh from the clash between you two no, I tried to forget about it. I think I'd done a pretty good job. I'd forgot about that. No, no, no. I just need to get a bit smarter, obviously. <laughs> a few, few counselling sessions to get over that one, I'd suggest. So we, we've got the, uh, we've got the uh, what's it called at the moment? The first, the um, the media, the WA Racing mm-hmm. Media Award going yeah. uh, head-to-head. Jay Rooney, the uh, the hot pop. But who would be your elect from the uh, from the uh, the likes in the media? Who do you reckon is the sharpest? Who's got the sharpest mind? Oh, Scotty Embry's got to be pretty yeah. clever. He's a lawyer, isn't he? So yeah. he's got to be somewhere. But who's on this weekend? Morgan, isn't he? So. Yeah, we've got Morgs and uh, this week it's Morgs and Rooney and next week it's uh, Britt Taylor versus Adam McGrath from the US and then mm, it's uh, Lockie Taylor flavor. versus Scotty Embry to, to finish off. So it's a... Uh, oh, I think grudge match the last one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it? Is there something we need to know about? Is there? A little bit of goss? No, no, no. Them two, they both just think they're as good as each other. So <laughs> interesting, that one. That'll be a, they're five foot tall, but they walk like they're seven. <laughs> That'll be a river. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Mitch. Speaking about walking, like you're seven feet tall. What uh, what was the feeling like when uh, Protege first start for you blew them away um, at Belmont there uh, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, he probably just did what I sort of expected of him. Um, would have been pretty disappointed if he didn't do something like that. I yeah, sort of. Uh, he come to me probably twelve, yeah, fourteen weeks ago now, and. Uh, D-Mac had a big rap on him, but sort of if you'd looked at his trial form, it didn't look great. So, um, yeah, he come with big tickets and um, he was obviously a bit of a rap bag. That's why he got sent to me and sort of we were able to iron that out pretty quick. And, yeah, it's been pretty smooth sailing since. Obviously, he's still got a few quirks behind the gates, but all in all, he's pretty easy to deal with. And, yeah, the last uh, probably... From his first trial to his second trial, he improved a fair bit. But then, yeah, after that second trial, a couple of his gallops were yeah, out of this world. And that was sort of when I realised he was probably better than what I even thought he was. So, yeah, no, it's pretty exciting to have one that good in the stable. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to ask you. Um, why you were so confident first up? I, I mean, like, he's, I didn't hear about his confidence. <laughs> his, his trials, his trials were good, but uh, the enthusiasm 
uh, pre-race leading into that race and the way that you're speaking about him now, obviously the, the track work and, and whatever you, you're doing with him behind the scenes, the, the markers that you use to measure performance in training must have just been must have been outstanding. So with, with Protégé, I've, I've got a friend in, in the ownership and there's always been, as you said, there's always been a kind of a boom on him even before he even trialled. Um, when what was the reason why he landed with you, and what have you had to work on since he joined your stable? Or what, roughly fourteen weeks ago? Uh, when he first came, the issue had come that towards the end of um, his last prep with DMAC, he just wouldn't go out on the track and wouldn't didn't want to work. And uh, his last trial he had for DMAC, it took him an awful struggle just to get into the barriers. He started jacking up and wouldn't go out. So the sort of plan from the get-go was for him just to come into Ascot and do four or five weeks from the get-go in at Ascot. So he got used to going around the track all the time. And yeah, the first couple of days he was, he was really hard work, but then sort of we got on top of him and yeah, had to stand over him a little bit and he got the hang of it and um, started to work around good all the time. And yeah, then he went to trials and threw another curveball at us by not really wanting to go in the barriers that easily. So um, yeah, that wasn't an issue before, but yeah, he's just, yeah, he's a big, strong, yeah, he's one of the best looking horses I've dealt with, and yeah, he just wants to, uh, think he's boss at times, but yeah, he just sort that of, sounds got familiar, a, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 no, there's plenty of them around, so, uh, sounds like my brother, he does, but anyway, he's, um, yeah, no, he, um, yeah, just, yeah, he sort of, um, wants to push you around and whatnot, but yeah, yeah, he's just got to, let him know who the boss is, and yeah, then it was pretty easy from then on in. But yeah, his track works just yeah, the measurements I got were just the horses he probably worked with before his last start. Like I know Knight's Mystery is no superstar, but he's very quick track worker, and mm. he was making Knight's Mystery look second rate. And yeah, then he sort of had a gallop with one of Simon's um, Tuesday just gone, and yeah, he worked exceptionally well for the you know horse he was working with. So. Yeah, he's pretty scary. I know that most trainers would probably want to roll out most of the uh, the old cliches, like, oh, we'll just take it one race at a time and uh, we'll just progress. We'll see what happens this Saturday and go from there. But I don't I don't know. I don't reckon you're most trainers, Mitch. Uh, what – is there something over the carnival? Is there is there a Placid Arc? Is there a – I don't know. I, I don't know if anything bigger than that. Is there something in your mind over the carnival um, that you'd like to see him have a pop at? Oh, no, I've penciled him in to run second to this will test you in the winter bottom. Very good. No, but in all seriousness, I probably think he's, you know, he's a perfect horse for the Placid Arc. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously I've got a massive opinion of him, whether whether he's around um, for our carnival or not. I'm not sure what's going to happen after Saturday, but um, yeah, Placid Arc looks like the perfect sort of race for him. I, my honest belief and Probably shouldn't say it, but I think he's probably nearly the second best three-year-old behind Amelia's Jewel. So mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to run into her in a placid arc. So uh, I think that's where he should head. But you know, yeah, that'll be up to DMAC and the owners. And yeah, that's if he's still in Australia by then. Mm, yeah, interesting. Watch, watch this space. Could be mm. some overseas uh, monies coming in for him potentially. Yeah, feels like Hong Kong, yeah. uh, Hong Kong uh, type for sure. Protege, three-year-old uh, gelding, speed horse, yep. Hey, Mitch, you uh, opted for the 60-plus against the older horses this week. I reckon that's 100% the right decision. You found a race without speed. Any thoughts about taking on uh, 
some of the three-year-olds, though? Did it just simply come down to uh, this was probably, well, it probably is comfortably the easiest of the, the two events and, and a better speed map as well? Mm. Yeah, it was more, uh, I spoke to Darren and, yeah, obviously we nominated for both, but it was more probably not that I thought, yeah, it wasn't that I didn't think he was up to the three-year-old race. It was more just the distance and the fact yeah. that, yeah, the fact that I said, that, you know, that my biggest concern with him would have been if he'd gone to the thousand and just that just go let him pretty easily in a trial. And mm-hmm. I just, my all that was running through my head was, you know, if just go crosses him and he's leaders back and doesn't see daylight, that's the biggest chance of him getting beat, so... I thought, you know, go to the 1,200 where he's going to lead to the outside the leader and he can control it from there. You take bad luck out of the equation and um, then the best horse wins. I just yeah, didn't really want to run the risk of him getting burnt off at a 1,000 and then finding bad luck. So that's why he went to the 1,200. But, uh, yeah, I think ability-wise, he would have been up to the three-year-old race. He probably just better suited at the 1,200 with, you know, less speed in the race. I'm fascinated to see what price he starts on uh, on Saturday. It was obviously uh, it was obviously as we said the big spruik around uh, before he went around first up, but he ended up drifting out to that's sort what, of five dollars fifty. That's what I was going to I was going to ask. SP, I got a message from uh, What Up Walks there. <laughs> Still getting over that mastermind yeah. from a couple of weeks ago. I wouldn't mind you taking on uh, Andrew Walker actually in the mastermind. I reckon that would be an absolute uh, need to be a first to twenty though, just to <laughs> just to really get all of it out of it. But uh, it'll be fascinating to see what happens because uh, I reckon there'll be punters Australia-wide that are looking to pile in on BJ. At Mitchell, you, I, I did happen to hear a slight um, – I heard a replay of your preview audio that you sent out. Can we get that on Twitter? Just pre-race this week? <laughs> yeah. I uh, heard, heard that um, prior to his first up run there, uh, for his debut rather, protege. Did you take offence when he went 360, 420, 440 and drifted? What, what, how do you think the market respected your views on his play? <laughs> well, I just figured that was because my track record is horrendous at declaring horses. So I thought this audio recording has got out and they've gone beautiful. This can't win. Just keep wheeling it out. So they were just unlucky. I finally got one right in the lifetime. So. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I'm not really across how what you know makes the market go the way it does. But I, yeah, I just honestly believe that yeah he only had to have even luck to win. And yeah, I don't know, he did what I thought he'd do. And you know, he sort of he he really he's the sort of horse that reminds me a lot of this will test you when she first started. He like she went to the maiden one by four lengths with you know, and she was a bit of a head case. He's a bit of a head mm-hmm. case and. You know, she went straight into that graduation, her second start, and that's what he's going to have to do. So, yeah, there's a lot of similarities in the two. It's probably, yeah, he's got, I think, as good a motor as her. So, um, yeah, it'd be nice if he did what she did at her second start um, that day. But, you know, sillier things have happened. But, yeah, he is. Yeah, I think he's well, well above average. Looks like, looks a good race for him, for sure. Oh, 100% yeah. it does, yeah, 100%. I'll be surprised if it uh, doesn't start below even money. Uh, speaking about this will test you, Mitch, what's the, the plan for uh, for her over the carnival? Uh, yeah, she's um, been back with me probably for three weeks now. She was down at Lucy Warwick's, who's done a great job with her. she come back in um, really good order, and, yeah, she looks super and in a good frame of mind, which is always handy with her. But, um, yeah, she'll trial probably next Monday at Lark Hill and then have a second trial. And then, oh, I keep forgetting the name of the race, but it's the 1,000-metre one, the first sort Craw- of one in that Crawford. series that leads up 
yeah, Crawford, yeah. that's it. Um, she'll run in that and then follow the progression to aim at a winter bottom and, you know, if she's not going well enough, then she can go to a jungle miss. So, yeah, there's plenty of options for her, but, yeah, we'll aim at a winter bottom and, if, yeah, she's not going well enough, we'll go back to something a bit easier. Something to look forward to there um, with the uh, spring carnival approaching Mitchell quickly on just backtracking to protege for one moment uh, we've noticed that the stallion chain has gone on for Saturday can you just tell the listeners what that is and 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 why you've opted for it um, second up yeah well, it's just a bit like I said before when he, he sort of thinks he's the boss and he'll walk all over the top of you and um, yeah just push his weight around the stallion chain sort of it's just yeah, a chain that goes over their nose and um, attaches to the lead rope so that, you know, when you pull down on the lead rope, it's just a bit more pressure on his nose and it sort of, then he respects that and goes, okay, I can't run straight over the top of you. So, yeah, that's what that's there for and he'll probably go to the gates early and get loaded early and, yeah, just get him in there because, yeah, that's, um, that's his biggest issue is getting him in the gates. Once he's in there, he's fine and once he comes out, he's fine. But, yeah, he's just... Yeah, he just wants to test the boundaries at the moment. But, yeah, I think if we give him another good experience that day, then he'll start to turn the corner. Yeah, build that confidence up on race day for sure. So how did you end up with with the horse um, to begin with, Mitchell? What's the relationship there? Obviously, you rode a stack load of winners for Impressive Racing and DMAC and the guys out there and had a tremendous association there. Did did Darren approach you to, to have a crack with Protégé? Did you put your hand up? What was the what was the me- mechanism there behind you actually getting your hands on him? No, Darren just gave me a call and, yeah, just I think I was lucky that I'm based in Ascot and that was going to give him that opportunity to go around the track every morning. I, I think if I wasn't in Ascot, I probably wouldn't have got the horse. But, yeah, I'm obviously really good friends with um, Darren... Kevin, Emma, um, all the team out there, and I, you know, I had a lot of luck with them for a lot of time. So, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, initially it was only supposed to be for four or five weeks. So the fact that you know Darren said from day one, this is, I think he told the owners a once in a lifetime horse, and <laughs> yeah, him to, um, I heard that, yeah. <laughs> for him to leave him with me to you know start at the races, it's a, you know, I'm only in my first twelve months of training, so it's a. Yeah, I'm forever grateful for what they did for me when I was riding and now when I'm training, you know, it's sort of, he's making me look good. So, not very appreciative of that. And, uh, yeah, I've just got to keep my doing my job and keep getting him to win. Yeah, what an opportunity as a, as a young trainer, Mitchell, to make your mark. Um, with, with Is there a plan in place with Protégé following Saturday, say he, say he remains in Western Australia, are you going to be training him moving forward or is he going to be returning to... To Darren? Uh, that hasn't really been discussed. No, the only time it got discussed, I told Darren I'd put a padlock on his gate. And I'd put a padlock <laughs> on the front gate at my stables and he'd yeah, need a bulldozer to come in and get him out. So, no, it hasn't really been discussed. But, you know, whatever happens, I'm grateful for what I've already had with him. So I'll always be a part of him. So, um, no, I'd love to keep him through the carnival, but, you know, if he goes back to Darren's or whatever happens, I'm, yeah, just grateful to have had him. So, um, yeah, no, what will be will be in that aspect. But, yeah, I'd love for him to go out and do what I think he might Saturday, and, yeah, that'll give me great satisfaction. I bet. So you enjoying the training, Caber? Yeah, it's good, yeah. It's long hours at the moment, and, you know, I've had a bit of bad luck with the riders that were riding for me lately, so it's been hard work at the minute, but... um. Yeah, when horses like him are there, it makes it easy getting up in the morning. And no comeback on the cards? 
Ah, uh, not a chance. Closing <laughs> up might be closing up might be the only chance. I got on the scales this morning. I was sixty-seven kilos, so I think Protege is probably the only horse that could carry me and still win at the moment. <laughs> We'll have to get one for uh Up Cup, I think. Mm. Mitchell Payton, dust off the uh, dust off the silks there. Hey, Mitch, thanks for jumping back on the 1-1 one, one and having a good chat. Uh, very exciting uh, three-year-old protege going around on Saturday. Uh, done a tremendous job with him, um, I guess, to, to, to re-educate him and reprogram him and to get him back winning races and on his way to potentially fulfilling uh, that ability that uh, that's well-established there. So congrats on what you've done th- thus far and good luck on Saturday, Mitch. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, Mitch. Okay, punters, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Farnley Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton were teaming up at the Hen House Podcast Studios to record episode 140, Guru, of the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast. It is 11.30 a.m. on Thursday, the 8th of September. Northern today. Uh, happy Miss Vasari Day for uh, all, the, Vasari all the new Day. Miss Vasari owners. Belmont, of course, and it's Carnarvon Cup Day on Saturday. And we're back at Historic York, the undulating track, one of Terry's um, favourite venues to punt Sometimes. <laughs> on, Sometimes. <laughs> on Sunday. Stay tuned. Yes. Don't forget, BJ, yeah. to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city, meets, get out, stakes competition. I think it's the only field with more than – no, there's two fields, I think, with 10 runners mm. this week. So, dearie me. Uh, and don't forget, we have our uh, round two, our quarterfinal of the um, of the media module, WA Racing <laughs> Media module, the Friss, yeah. um, with Jay Rooney, the all-conquering Jay Rooney, taking on the up-and-comer Riley Dot Morgan. So, uh, you don't want to miss that. Mm. First of four. Yeah, Rooney taking on all the other moguls that wait for age feels a little bit like Winks like just beating up on it all does, the It does, yeah. you got the 112 Raider taking mm-hmm. on all the 96 Raiders, yep. but they can get held up for a run. And look, at the end of the day, if it comes to a final and Rooney's in it, we'll probably feed the other person the questions <laughs> beforehand. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, make, we'll do our best to get Rooney beaten. So, And from a Betfair point of view, uh, the little birdie tells me that you've been uh, jumping on Gareth Hall's new show, the uh, SEN Giddy Up. So yeah, I went course, on. Because Gareth has just started with SEN this week, yep. moving across from RSN, of course. Yeah, I just on for two minutes and given a tip went well yesterday I tipped him cheerful moment which ran second and uh, he's a pro each way which ran fourth so yeah good start standard yeah it is it is standard <laughs> honestly I reckon my last eight best bets have lost just about so um, how good is a how good is a place bet fourth Nothing better. Oh, it's Nothing just, better yeah, yeah, it's good punting though. Yeah. It's about five bucks a hole, so it's pretty happy. And the winner I marked six dollars twenty and it paid eleven fifty at Fair SP, but didn't have a cent on it. Mm, was that he's a lucky lad? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was a good win. Yeah. Yeah. Well just once again, like I mean what I, was th- I think a few of them sort of just, just stopped realising how good the rail was. Yeah. Like trying to make runs wide was um yeah, it was pretty wild stuff. Well, that it's leads been pretty it, consistent, really. That leads us straight into our Belmont track report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design. Whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Now, Terry, we were uh, an obscure rail position yesterday. It was twenty with a cutaway, and as you just mentioned, it was the rail was still pretty good. Um, this Saturday, of course, it's out three meters. Between the mile, that's the 1,600-metre mark, and the 400-metre mark. But there's no cutaway. True remainder. What so does that it, mean? It just tapers into the true. Yeah. So 
yeah, rather than having the 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 cut back in, it tapers it tapers in. So, um, yeah, interesting rail position, and um, yeah, what do you what do you make of it? I don't know. <laughs> what do you make of that? Honestly, mm. the tracks are yeah, the tracks pretty worn. I know a few trainers probably don't want to run their horses on it too much at the moment. It's probably contributing to the smaller field sizes. So, yeah, the three meter pad a couple of weeks ago, when was it about a month ago, was um was really bad, but there was also a lot more rain that particular day, so it might have chopped up a bit as well. But uh, yeah, mindful what's going to happen, but who knows? Uh, the <clears throat> the soft six yesterday of mm-hmm. uh, the the Vince Cardi's daily sectionals numbers came through to me this morning, and they were they were more they were more or less pointing towards a heavy track, a, mu- a much heavier track than a soft six at Belmont yesterday. So I think the I think it was more. I think they were a bit, bit might have been a bit light on from a from a rating point of view. So it's going to be interesting to see what the track does this Saturday with um, not a lot of rainfall scheduled. Is there for the next couple of days? Nah, bugger all. One yeah. or two mils potentially. So yeah. I can't imagine they'll chuck a huge amount of irrigation on the track either. So I think it'll be – I've allowed for a soft five. Yeah, so there's been no rain the last 24 hours according to Chris. Just because it's worn, it's playing wet. Yeah. Even if it's a soft it's, five, it's just playing a bit – Clumpy. Yeah, that's the word I'm going to use. Yeah. So the um yeah. So interesting. No. Yeah. Just from it. Just just be careful, punters. There is. It may. It may appear with the rail position description like there's a cutaway, but there is no cutaway at uh, at Belmont on Saturday. No. No real rain uh, forecast at the moment on Chris. It says it's a soft six. So uh, hopefully the track improves with some drying weather today, mm-hmm. tomorrow, and uh, leading up to race one uh, on Saturday. So yep. right, let's get started, Terry. It's race one, the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap, 12.08 bounce down uh, at Belmont this Saturday. We've got a West Speed Platinum kick things off 58 plus over the 1,000 metres with a minimum of 54 kgs. Now, Sokoff is an interesting horse, isn't she? She's... Um, <laughs> Just a different horse when she can find the rail in front, as uh, we noticed um, two starts ago. Uh, Belmont 1,000 metres, found the rail in front. We pegged and, that, though. Mm. We, we pegged that pretty clearly. And last mm. time we both – well, you made it your lay, mm. but I yeah, said we had $15 and she went around $3.50. So. Yeah, sat outside leader, um, last start, <clears throat> and was one of the first horse beaten, beaten eight, 8.75 lengths. But on Saturday, this – Weekend, Sokov looks like uh, lead rail is going to be um, well and truly on the cards here from gate one. It looks a good setup for a bounce back. Yeah, if she turns up, she wins. It's that simple. Um, there's no pressure on on the top. Storm Commander will look to tuck in. Um, Ultimate Command doesn't go quick at all, especially over the thousand. And um, requisition can jump on its day, but not the same as Sokov can. So if she turns up, she wins, and you just need to decide what price. I couldn't back against her. These are a bunch of battlers. Mm. Um, Durant's pair are pretty like Queen Chip's an ordinary horse and the fact that Clint Johnson and Porter's on that over Tales of Manhattan means it's going better than Tales of Manhattan I'd suggest or it's yep. a stable number one so yeah I was $1.70 $1.75 Sockoff and maybe that's a little bit thin not allowing for the fact Sockoff does have some quirks yep. um, but even money above I'm I'm happy to get involved not really backing too many even money pops these <coughs> days but when they're going to jump run lead in a race devoid of speed even if the pad is a bit of a query it's early in the day so it hasn't been chopped up it hasn't been utilised too much so it's, it's interesting that we've 
You've spoken about Sokov's liking for the rain affected. Mm-hmm. However, maybe it was a bit too rain affected. Yeah, we, and we've noticed start. that with a few mm-hmm. of them. Um, yeah, there's a few horses that have won. I mean, Position of Power's won. They put it, the improved performance down oh, to the well, soft. Resort Man as well. Yeah, yeah, the soft six, soft seven, and then they said the failure was down to the heavy nine, heavy mm-hmm. ten. So there's yeah different levels of wetness. So this will be a soft five type setup. Um, I don't think it matters if it's a good four, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, these are pretty ordinary. Yeah, stands out, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, Holly, Holly on board, riding so confidently at the moment. We just got to trust Dion to have her sock off right on the day and she'll get the job done. Pick a price you're happy with. Yeah, and if there's – for me, if you sock off out, I think the first horse home will be Storm Commander. A bit unlucky behind Traverne and Western Knight. The other day should have finished a couple of lengths closer for sure. Chased home sock off, two starts to go. Chris Parner will, will look to tuck in and, and follow – Sokov um, in transit. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, next best is Storm Commander comfortably. Yeah, and the other runner I've got below 10 bucks. Yep. Now oh, that was short and it's sharp. Gonna be, and there's going to be a lot like this throughout the whole card. It's There's a lot where it's it's pretty simply like I'm not backing against it, but mm-hmm. what price do I need to, to get involved? So. All right. Moving on to race two, the Tony Marafa plate uh, for the three-year-olds over 1,000 metres. Good little race this, Terry. It's, uh, from, double from R, double here, F. From here on, right. the uh, the three-year-olds are going to start um, ramping up. Start ramping up. Yeah, it's nice. Mm. Yeah, this is uh, probably the race of the day, to be honest. Only eight of them, seven of them, sorry, looks mm. has come out laced up here. It was only the seven of them to do battle. And I was saying to you off air before, we, we – we can have horses we like and horses that we, we fancy and want to be on and, and, and blah, blah, blah. But we are. There is a bit of guesswork in regards to how two-year-olds return. Uh, Man Crush hasn't even trialled. Um, Just Go comes from a different form reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Costa's Crown has trialled twice and has looked brilliant in its trials and probably will be one of the more popular runners just off that. Tiffany Street comes out of the races after the Karakata, um, opted for the easier races. Oh, that's just how... Her, she came to hand at that yeah, particular her, time. I'm sure they would like to go to a Karakata with her. Um, data-wise, she was the strongest runner. Um, but, again, that's at a diff- slightly different time of the year. So how that all lines up, I'm not a data expert in that sense. But I presume just on that alone will mean she probably starts um, favourite. And no trial for Danny Morton. It's probably a sign of confidence, I'd suggest, from from that yard. Um, but the interesting stat I wanted to give you, and this isn't me knocking Tiffany Street. I'm, I'm tossing up. Costas Tiffany got Costas on top mm-hmm. for me, but again, I'm, I'm guessing I don't. You, I don't know how they go against each other, mm. so um, it's you really can only make a, a sort of an educated guess. Um, but Tiffany Street has beaten first of eight, first of eight. The fourteen horses behind her, not one of them has ever won a horse race. So you, you sure? Mm. Did Lord Gannicus win a race? I hope not. Maybe Lord Gannicus won. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Lord Gannicus went to Belmont and won a race, but I could, I might have, might have the wrong horse. Oh, I hope you're wrong. I went through them, but I, maybe I didn't click on it. Hang on, I'm going to get into this very, 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 very quickly. Lord Gannicus is the only horse <laughs> that. <laughs> Sorry to put you on on the spot there, but I was. Jeez, I, I, better change, I better change me. I was positive rider. that horse won a race. Nah, I don't know. You're right. <laughs> mm. oh, I had not not clicked that because that was the uh, most. I bet Rock on Molly so it doesn't count. <laughs> um, so anyway, the form behind Tiffany Street is definitely in, in, inferior, yeah. um, but Tiffany Street gets the map as well. Should follow Just Go, who I expect to give a nice good kick, um, peel out, and off they go. While well, Costa's Crown could be forced to breeze, might try and get the back of Capricorn Man or Man Crush. I don't know. You don't know how it's all going to pan out. So um, my my confident call for this race is to take on Capricorn Man at the three at uh, the six bucks. I think it's absolutely none. 
What do you make what of? It? Oh, it's ten bucks. Now, what do you sorry. make of the Costas Crown Paul Harvey rather than uh, Lacta? Yeah, it's a sign of intent. That's why. That's another reason I got it on top. So interesting, um, interesting. But looking, neither of them are a bet for me at the current price. The market has really cleared out more than I expected it to. So yeah, yeah. I could I could go either way. Just a sign of sign of the strength of this sort of. Um, early spring three-year-old contest, Man Crush, Capricorn Man, and Costa's Crown all went around into Karakata play. Mm. So there's three horses out of a Karakata play into this sort of um, starting point here, the 1,000-metre Tony Marafa play. Um, Tiffany Street unbeaten. Um, and the Just Go was- Lord Gannica's formal holder. Just Go was impressive. Um, beat Rupert's Empire, who they have a really strong opinion of from the Simon A. Miller camp. Second uh, to protege in the trial. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think Just just Go obviously leads leads at speed. Tiffany Street tucks in. Interesting for me is where what where Costa's maps um, in running and um, and I guess the just how the track's playing. So yeah, three meter pad, one off could almost be. Yeah, but it, it it just feels like Tiffany Street. If she's if Dan's got it right, it's going to be in the right spot to produce her best with the pace being set by yep. Just Go. She can sort of drop in and, and follow that horse and and peel and get the, get every chance. Yeah. There's, so I can see why she's on top. We're, we're just, and it's the uh, the figures as well. But, yep. um, yeah, fascinating race. Um, always sold by a good trialer. Costa's crowns. Yeah. For exactly that. Liquetta's gift for Marty Allen went well yesterday on debut. So it's not a huge form, Frank, but it's something. It shows that the horse that um, you beat home comfortably in its trial um, has some ability. Went back and watched all Costa's crowns replays last night just to familiarise mm-hmm. myself with him. And, geez, some of those runs were big, weren't yeah. they? Perth Stakes um, run was big, very stiff. Not many two-year-olds come – a lot of two-year-olds their opening campaign can be their best, yep. but his second campaign was better than his first, and it looks on the trials his third. I'd say be he's, than his he'd second. be one of the best maidens in West Australia. So yep. six starts for four placings, uh, third in Perth State, fourth in the Karakata, third in the size, which was a funny old size, wasn't it? It was mm. very um, was tactically it? odd race, very slow tempo, and his, his effort to run third was behind Snowdome on that occasion was excellent, and just the way – how professional and how strong he's looked in his two Belmont trial wins suggest that the case is like he's he's superior at this time in. So how'd you make um, the race? Uh, I was where are we? I was uh, three dollars Tiffany Street, three twenty Costas Crown. Yeah, it was three costas, three fifty. I did it on the sort of the figures, and that's not as I said, it's not really my go. And I sort of got Tiffany to a dollar ninety, cost of four forty. So interesting if the money comes for the trial. Or I ended up getting just go. Um, I had a third favourite. Yeah, too, just on map alone, you got a thousand meter. You got a horse that can jump, run, roll. Um, yeah, probably being a bit harsh on Man Crush, but it's just it's won some races, so it gets that weight penalty. I don't know if it gives Costas Crown three and a half kilos from what I saw in the Karakata. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, from the map it's likely to get, the run it's likely to enjoy. Uh, Tiffany Street gets the nod for me, but I'm, I'm hoping that if I'm going to be betting, it's got a three in front of it, which I feel like I might not see. Yeah, exactly right. Okay. Race three, the Amelia Park Handicap. This is a graduation 60-plus over the 1,200 metres. It's a minimum of 54 kgs. We had a chat to... Our man Mitchell Pateman. He's not uh, running the 54, is he? <laughs> well, wait, did he say he was? 67. Cojan up cup. Here we come. But, uh, <clears throat> of course, he's going to be putting the polish on uh, Protégé, the, the, easily the most fascinating runner of the card here at Finally Stakes Day. Down the bottom, it's very rare that you see maidens go, um, mm-hmm. uh, maiden winners go straight into a graduation. But this is the pathway that they've um, opted for Protégé. And for me, it feels it makes perfect sense, especially when you look at the opposition, yep. the 
the the the setup with the with gate four and this Ados field, fifty three kgs just ticks a lot of boxes, doesn't he? I, I had him, I had him odds on, so. Yeah, it's about even money. I knew it was never going to be a betting proposition for me just because there's so much spook around mm. and whatnot. But um, the only thing I'll say is if you if you put a lot of these horses out in front, um, they probably win that maiden by four lengths as well. Like That's that's one thing I will uh, just uh, sort of throw out there as, as a word of caution. But mm. um, I, I, like, uh, I like the sustained speed um, that showed up in the numbers that I saw for Protégé. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a suck and dash or anything like that. Holly worked across at a good tempo to take up the running from gate nine and just kept him rolling. And he, But he was still able. I think he ran the fastest 200 of the race from in front. Do you know what I mean? So um, he was he, well, he? fastest 600 of the race from yeah, in front. Okay. So I'll get the figures up shortly. Yep. But it was a sustained speed. There was no stopping and starting. And if, if he rolls along at a sustained speed here, I don't think they can keep Oh, no, it's a great map. 53 kilos. Um, yeah, it looks a, a tremendous setup. Uh, I can't see any horse that will really take him on for the top either. Strathmore Rose. I think she's that, racing well, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. She, if, she, if she jumps and Protégé doesn't step as well, she's one that might try to hold the top, whether aggressive from the wide gates on Dunbar Spirited Session. But Protégé showed enough gate speed um, on debut. Um, to lead this up easily and yeah really should be winning interesting runner will be real grace um, never like them on, off seven days of sprinters especially when they're coming off about a 400 day break mm. but she only had half a run I guess last week being held up like she was um, chance here because she jumped so well in both her trials that they might look to be super aggressive and pop her out and hold the back mm. of protege but I don't know if that'll be um, uh, beneficial for I, f- I felt like so she she's was probably go- three back the fence I, did, I felt like she was going just about as well as Cashaway um, potentially mm-hmm. I reckon Cashaway was going better that's my feel but I, you don't know Marge, I, I watched was- it I watched it three or four times yeah. and I'm not I'm not too sure Real Grace has been a very costly conveyance <laughs> to me yeah um, not just punters in general but definitely to me uh, over what did, the journey what did you so. make of Harmika first up poor yeah plain uh, yeah. horse pixie chicks laid out in front uh, of her but I still thought that she was had an entitlement to do a little bit more so this map could work out well if a few yeah. of those are defensive she can be aggressive and land in the breeze and that's where she beat it was a that was a son, that was a, in the breeze there was a big anchor drop in that race as well which I don't think suited a couple of horses in it that. didn't but she still went poorly and that's what Dude, and the stable sort of uh, they're going they're still training some winners but yeah. they've got so many runners you're going to train winners so um, yeah, big big watch on Harmaker. Yeah. Big watch on Harmaker. But yeah, I think I was about two ten, two twenty protege. I, I doubt I'm getting to a bet price. Two fifty, you'd get me a bet if we get a drift like last start. I'll have a look, but I, I highly doubt I'm I'm going to be given that opportunity. Yeah, I was actually dollar eighty protege. Yep. So I just chucked a lot of these horses out of the market and just just qualifying what I said before uh, off the numbers here. So at um, at Belmont on the twenty first of August, protege from in front ran the fastest last six hundred of that race, um, but the fastest last 200 was a horse called Land of Fire at um, mm. 11.78, whereas Protégé was 11.89, so only marginally behind the fastest, which is very rare when you sustain that speed and still run a, a slick 200. So there was real strength and merit in the performance. It wasn't just the margins, and of course, his dreaming finish was a good run, ran fifth in that race. Um, the other day, he came out and won a pretty ordinary maiden, but he won well at Belmont yesterday, so mm-hmm. um, there's there's been a couple of horses that have sort of leapfrogged from that race and and performed well. So um, everything suggests to me that that uh, if Protege is on his best behaviour um, and uh, you know is switched on and ready to go, that um, 
he should get the job done easily again. I think Mitchell said he's the second best. Second, he considers him the second best three-year-old in uh, West Australia yeah. behind Amelia's jewel. So, I like that. Yeah, like if that's that. the case, then... Um, Tell you yeah. what, if there's ever going to be a day you're going to tip the card, there'll be a lot of hooting and hollering on Twitter, I reckon, from the WA Tipping Brigade, because today's a day where, on paper, you, you should be going... Well, you could easily be going six or seven Bang. from the nine. So, yeah. Boom. So, sock off Costas or Tiffany, mm-hmm. and now Protégé, very popular. All right, we're Ra- only one different, aren't we? Uh, I think I'll, I'll, new I'll go Tiffany, yeah, yeah. Okay. very good. Uh, race four is the Crown Perth Handicap. And this is just going to add to the uh, <laughs> add to the procession, I'd say. Yeah, I reckon. This is a graduation, 60 plus 1,400 metres, and the procession that we're referring to, of course, is number five, Western Knight, full brother to Western Empire, who will be going around in Group 1 company at Flemington on Saturday. Western Knight, uh, impressive. First up winner at Northam with CJP in the saddle coming down the outside and didn't have a lot of luck um, when he came to town in a um, zero match win last year race, uh, running on to finish second behind Traverne there over the 1,200. But from um, but rising to the 1,400, you imagine, would suit. Gate one, <coughs> pardon me, gate one should get a nice run in transit. CJP rides that position uh, better than anyone, especially on a, on a uh, horse that needs to, on a sit and sprinter, I suppose. So uh, all points towards. Um, you know, Western Knight making making his presence felt in um, stepping up to graduation company fourteen hundred meters. It just depends what price you want to take. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I, I like the fact that it's too short for me at the moment as well because um, that rail in run with cover at this pad last time was horrible. Mm. And so, if that's the case, and you can pretty happily steer clear. So, I think Western Knight goes pretty good, but I don't yeah. think it's a great horse by any stretch of the imagination. I think it could turn into one in, in time, but uh, even that when it got out behind Traverne last start, hit the line nicely. But it, it sort of just limped past Agent J a little bit, who did a fair bit of work out in front. So, look, I got Western Knight on top. I'm two dollars forty-five. Um, but look at the two twenty, especially with the query on the rail. Not diving in. He'll be the one I'm tipping for the yep. sake of trying to tip the card, AJ. Um, but it's a it's a pretty uh, yeah. I, I, it's a funny horse as well because it's been a massive drifter its last two. Mm. So um, I can't see where a huge amount of money comes here. Potentially Rain of Fire, who's perhaps suspect right up to the fourteen hundred. No change leads, which could be a really nice thing when you got a, a couple of – when you got a weak field behind you. Uh, Vogue's choice. I know it ran second to Annihilator, but that last run was better than it looks at Northern. Yeah, it, it sort of got really, driven mad by that. It got driven mad. Yeah. Probably was entitled to give it up, but I don't know if it's winning from the breeze and it's definitely not winning going back. Um, I mean, the best – the most credentialed horse in this race is the old boy. Um, yeah. And I think the old boy has been forgotten about in the market. I'm just – uh, what is he about? I kept, 25 him, I to kept one. him pretty safe, actually. Yeah, so. I was low. I think I was $10, $11, Red Publisher. Uh, I think with the apprentice going on, maybe Ash isn't fully serious here. I think maybe Brad Rilla. But if he was. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe Brad Rilla being booked might have told a, told a story. But mm. uh, his first up run last campaign was in a 78 plus. Um, and he ran a great, uh, I think he ran eighth, but he was beating three and a half lengths Jericho Missile. If you go back and watch the run, it was huge. He mm. hit the line great. He runs that race here. He probably just about wins it. So, yep. And he gets in with 56 and a half in a 60 plus, not a 78 plus. So, um, Look, old boys tend to need the runs and tend to need multiple runs to get the legs up to full fitness. But uh, look, if you don't want to dive into the shorts about Western Knight, I think um, the value currently is, is, I don't think it's a win at all, but the value currently is Red Publisher. What price did you say you had uh, Rain of Fire? I was two dollars forty-five Western Night, five fifty Rain of Fire, seven seventy no change, twelve dollars Red Publisher. Yeah, I was two fifty Western Night, four dollars Rain of Fire. So uh, he's he's not he's 
decent, pretty decent horse on his day, Rain of Fire, and um, it was a good win last night. It, it was the right win. part of the track, but he had to sort of sustain a run. I wouldn't yeah. look at the fact that um, Forest Ward didn't frank that because I don't think that uh, its following run it got much luck in mm. running. It got stuck deep, and the apprentice just got a little bit lost there. Yeah, and um, if you want to, if you want to. Um, work around Western night, the Rain of Fire stands out by a mile to me. I think especially from the gate, he's just going to – he might even have Western night pocketed, if you know what I mean, and CJP's going to Yeah, you probably be, don't want Rain of Fire ridden too closely, but it's probably a, it's probably a, there, it's, it's probably a natural strider yeah. better than Western night. So uh, Bob's over the journey and traditionally have always got better at jumping. Mm. Not all of them, but a lot of them have got – like we saw Western Empire really – Arcadia Queen, yeah. I'm not saying it's those type of horses. Then there's some, I guess, that haven't actually Galaxy Star stage, man, so they yeah. never sort of learnt the jumping caper. Um but yeah, fascinating. I'm I'm really happy not getting involved Western Night at that type of short price. Like yeah. if, if it was three bucks, I, I'd probably feel obliged to have something on. But yeah, it was a funny old race the other day that when he got beat, uh, Traverne led and Agent J instead of like improving to Traverne's outside and sort of breezing, um, Brandon slip Louis just opted to, to stand yeah. the slipstream, which meant that um, Western Night was four back the fence rather than being three back yeah. the fence and wasn't able to creep into the race. If you look at the last twos, it's only taken half a length or a length off Traverne in the last 200 anyway. Like, Traverne wasn't winning no matter – even if it settled that horse closer. Uh, Western Knight wasn't winning, sorry, even if it settled. That was a massive on-pace day as well and rail-biased day, but it did get the rail in run. So, uh, look, it was good. Uh, this isn't a good race, so it no. deserves a clear fate. I marked the 245 for a reason, but I just – I'm just I'm just wary. I'm just a bit wary about everything. Yeah. If it starts at $1.90, I want to bet around it. If it starts 3 bucks, I'll be on. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Um, Betfair punny's going so well. <laughs> Betfair.com. How confronting are the, the, the statements. activity statements, <laughs> mate? I'm absolutely horrid on the exchange this year. Like, <laughs> dear me. So don't listen to me when I tell you to. Bet smarter. Yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not having too bad a year. It's 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 going okay, but geez, my Betfair betting is uh, it's going backwards. It's going about as quick as the slug. <laughs> so uh, the slug and airless had a child. Airless is a horse I had with Wolfie back in the day. Is that right? I don't know if I ever told you about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's very young. We've been 18, 19. What was the one you had with Ian, Gladding? Oh, King Cooker. Nah. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that mean. was the slowest I've ever had. Uh, King Street. <laughs> yeah. That was a hard luck story, though. <laughs> All right. Okay, Terry, I think it's time we take a break because it's heat two. Of our WA Racing Media Mogul Mastermind Tournament featuring whom? Whom? Who's who we got? Who's whom playing? Yeah. Uh, Riley Dot Morgan. Dot Morgan and uh, uh, the champ, Jay Rooney. Champ. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll take a break and we'll be back with those two gentlemen squaring off in uh, Heat 2. It's behind a paywall, though. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, an extra $2 to listen to this week's Mastermind. <laughs> it is now time for Heat 2. Heat two. Heat two, quarterfinal two. We'll call it quarterfinals, even though it's round one. <laughs> quarterfinal two of the uh, the Frist, the WA Racing Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind competition. I've absolutely cooked that, but that's okay. Uh, we have got eight of um, the sharpest minds in the Western Australian racing media to come together in a knockout tournament to, uh, to see who is our... Uh, yeah, who is our sharpest mind? We've got the early favourite mm. today in Mr. Uh, Jay Rooney. Yeah. 
taking on uh, the up-and-comer. A man I reckon can give him a shake. One thing I do think, though, I do think this first to four system rather than first to three, we'll see the real cream rise to the top. Creme de la creme. Could, which mm. could be Jay Rooney. But uh, Mr. Riley Morgan mm. to take him on. So 1-1 uh, one, one regular as well. So, let's uh, yeah, let's get him in. So first and foremost, uh, the Media Mogul Tournament is proudly brought to you by the Mundaring Hotel. It's been heart of the hills since 18. 18- 99 located up in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If uh, if you're on your way home, if you're on your way to and or from uh, Northern Races today, uh, drop in to see Butchie. That's Ian O'Connor. Say good day. Let him know that you listen to the one one. There's plenty happening up there at the Mundaring. Feed, flutter, froffies, big Miss, deck. Miss Vasari owners all uh, Miss Vasari <laughs> free all afternoon apparently. Yeah, Miss Vasari uh, ownership. Drop in there. Uh, the Twelve thousand. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, good man, Butchie. Um, shout out to our man up there at the Mundaring Hotel. We've got two moguls ready to cross swords here. Terry's already mentioned them. Let's bring them in. First and foremost, welcome to our mogul, Riley Morgan. Morgs, welcome back. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. And gee whiz, Terry, this is a bit of a stitch up, mate. I asked, <laughs> you, for the, uh, I asked you for North Melbourne in the form of Brad McManus, and you've given me the prison lines of the early 2000s in January. So. <laughs> yeah, there was no way I was telling you you were running into, uh, into Jay Rooney. So. Hall of, Hall of, he's, he's copped a Hall of Famer first up. <laughs> the, first time you, the first time you were finding out was when it was on Twitter, and if you pull out at that stage, you look a little bit uh, a little bit weak. So, no, we, uh, thanks for, uh, for coming in as well. We had Julio Santarelli on the uh, – on the list, but uh, Julio's a bit of a late withdrawal, so make sure you hop into him uh, about that one, Riley. But uh, look, I, there's been a little bit of support for you in the early markets, um, surprisingly, uh, Mr. Morgan. I, how's the confidence levels? I, I, I'll give you a shake today. It's interesting. There must have been a few whispers about the uh, the rogue point question that BJ, uh, <laughs> BJ raised on Twitter yesterday. I think, right. I think there's been a couple, I think, I couple think, of... Uh, I think that's where the money's come from. I think a couple of people have been uh, have been doing a bit of Miss Vasari into Riley Morgan, which, yeah. which, is, which has led to uh, a bit of a... Uh, Bit of uh, um, support there for uh, for Riley. Hey, um, th- yeah. Once again, thanks for thanks for jumping on um, at late notice, and um, yeah, always a pleasure to have you here on the one one Riley Morgan. Now let's welcome back our Hall of Famer. He's on the uh, mastermind uh, Mount Rushmore. None other than Jay Rooney. G'day, Jay. Yeah, guys. How are we going? Now this is speaking of media moguls. Is there any bigger than our man from the West Australian Terry? No. There isn't. Okay. There isn't. So really, this is this is this tournament set up for him, isn't it? Really, like he's already on the Hall of Fame. He's already Mount Rushmore. He's got a, He's actually got a little bit to lose. Oh, plenty to lose. Yeah, yeah. plenty to lose. Yeah. If he goes out round one, I mean, people are going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Straight sets for uh, our man Jay Rooney. All right. Hey, uh, as always, Jay. Pleasure. Thanks for giving up your time to have a crack. Another crack at the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Riley and Jay, you guys know how to play. Your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you need to be the first person to answer four questions correctly. Remembering, if you tuned in last week, Terry's new segment, Name the Last Jockey to Win On. Uh, to get one point in that particular segment, you need, you need to, to get, get two points. You need to get two. You just so, like to make things difficult. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, we, we took something that was really simple and we made it just that little bit less simple. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So I think, it's, I think it's your turn now, Terry. It is. All right. Okay. It is. All right. Jay Rooney, are you ready? <laughs> yep, let's go. Riley Morgan. I forgot his name. Riley Morgan, are you ready? What a lack of respect for getting in there. <laughs> Cool, boys. All right. Three, two, one. So I'm going to ask who was the last jockey to win aboard a horse. Whoever has the first go, um, and if they're incorrect, the other person goes and back and forth until someone gets it. You do not get two goes in a row. We all clear with that, lads? Sorry, can you just can you just repeat yourself there, Terry? I missed the first bit. <laughs> Is he taking the piss out of me? Are we doing who am I first? <laughs> no, nah, we're going to do the who was the last jockey to win aboard. Who was the last jockey to win aboard is first. Yes, yeah, who was okay. the last jockey to win aboard is first. So I'm going to give you the horse's name. The first person will buzz okay. in. If they get it wrong, the other person gets a crack. If they get it wrong, the other person goes. It's until somebody gets the right it's answer. like a rally. There's only a limited amount yeah, of jockeys, gotcha. so you'll get there eventually. So, Okay. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Flirtini? Jay. Jay. Paul Harvey? Wrong. Riley, quickly. I'm going to say quickly. Joe at the party. Wrong, Jay. William Pike. And there we go. Yes, W Pike. It was in the uh, Northern. No, started favourite the Northern Sprint. Which race did you win? Yeah, did it win was, that one? No, it didn't win that race. No, 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 no. no. Oh dear. Andretti, maybe. Something yeah, like one yeah, something like that, or a cynic blast or yeah. something. Yeah. Like that. Started favourite that race. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So in the. Early lead to two. The chase to two. Okay. One nil. Jay Rooney. Uh, the second horse. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Floyd? Riley. Riley. Mitchell Payton. And Jay. Jared Nocky. Oh, he's just he's got so it. good. Yeah. He's just too good, isn't he? He's got it. It was. Jared Nosky. A while ago now. Yes. Been a while between drinks for Floyd. Yes. Okay, so the score is J1, Riley 0, and it's a first of four from here on. See that as a win, Riley. You've you've lost two and you're only down by one. So in in your mind, you should be in front. That is a win. (laughs) Yep, exactly right. The small small wins. All right, who am I? I last raced in April of 2021. While I would never have been considered Group 1 quality – that's good talking. I competed in the 2018 Railway Stakes won by Galaxy Star. I led that race. Wearing sun cream and looking after your skin is something you'll want to do to avoid being associated with my name. I won 10 races in a career amassing a tick over $600,000. Brad Parnham won on me seven times with Kate Witten winning on me twice. Dave. Jay. Wrinkly? Ah, you are. You are wrinkly, Jay. I competed at listed level (laughs) or above on 29 occasions, BJ. How's that? Winning twice the Mandra Cup, win by Kate Whitten, and the 2020 Grandstand Cup with Chris Parnham on board. I was a noted front runner, donning the famous Neville Parnham silks. I am wrinkly. Very good. 2-0 to Not the room dog. Good, boys. <laughs> Not look, looking good. Uh, you're a sitting sprinter. You always come well from behind, Riley. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right. Here we go. 2-0. All right. <laughs> Na- name the horse that dead-heated for first with true attraction in this year's Bunbury Cup. Jay. Riley. Jay. Jeez, Riley. That was about 12 seconds after Jay said oh. his name. Jay. Oh. 
Paddy's shadow. Oh, 3-0. We've thrown the gauntlet out yeah. to him, like put a bit of pressure on him, and mm. it's it's an absolute response. He gets hit with a stick, and doesn't he just respond? Yeah, yeah, loves it. This Come is on. my second whitewash in a row. <laughs> 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 Who got you last time? Who got you last time? Lockie. We might yeah, need. I think we need. We might need to drop you back to the country, Greg, to the <laughs> I think to the dirt races, Riley. <laughs> All right, Riley. Here we go. Right, it's right. three 0 There's still a chance, mate. You, there's still a chance. We can get off the canvas. All right. <laughs> Name the Ascot-based trainer who has saddled up five winners from his last six runners. Riley. Riley. Oh. Uh, Stefan Vahala. Yeah, hey, there we go. He's on the board. 3-1. Stefan Vahala, oh. uh, Terry's cousin, um, is uh, he's on fire at the moment. He and, certainly uh, he's is. He's got one of the best uh, three-year-olds in the state as well. Mm-hmm. So, okay, 3-1. Here we go. As of this morning, Clint Johnston-Porter is currently equal first with who on the WA Jockeys Premiership? Riley. Riley. Holly Watson. Oh, here we go. 13 wins apiece for Holly and CJP after Belmont yesterday. So three to Jay, two to Morgs. Jeez, the punters that took the $1,000 live, that took the star trade price. (laughs) Did you see Betfair trolling me during the week? Have a launch, it comes a time, and they tag me in the star trade traded at $1,000 thing. Piss off, Betfair. (laughs) Honestly. Three, two. All righty. You did did say Terry comes from behind. Yeah. Here we go. Who was the trainer of last year's dominant Carnarvon Cup winner, Marxian? Jay. Rooney. Oh, I know this as well. Graham Hammerquist. Oh, oh, and Jay oh, has put the Hammerquist down yeah. on Riley. <laughs> he banged. He banged the gavel. Ah, oh, a few nervous moments oh, there for a few nervous I moments there for too. Jay. He's but he's the the. The clock control, the buzzer control is just elite from Rooney. Isn't yeah. it? He's got the experience. Yeah. He's uh, he's very good, very, very cool. Sometimes thinks calm, he says his he name, then has a quick think about the answer. Yeah, he knows yeah. how to play. He, yeah. knows, yeah, he knows the game. That was brave from you, Riley. Congratulations, mm. mate. That's a That was a brave defeat, um, especially at late notice too. So you've chimed in. You've given it a good crack. But uh, Jay Rooney, once again, you are the mastermind and you are through to the semifinal of our uh, – Media Mogul Tournament. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I'm a bit like Collingwood. I sort of uh, tend to don't, don't uh, blow out the opposition and uh, let them sort of back <laughs> in. But um, got, got there in the end. Get the tight, tight wins like Collingwood usually do. But, um, yeah. Looking forward to uh, to the next few rounds, hopefully. It's a spectator sport, though. That's the thing. You're just keeping the crowd engaged. <laughs> <laughs> um, very good, Jay. Before we let you go, um, that $100 gift voucher, another $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring. You're going to eat free there for life, Jay Rooney. Um, how did you end up in the uh, in the overall standings on the uh, the AFL Fantasy Dream Team? Did you cut, did you finish in the top 100? No, no. I was about 271st or something like that, I think it was, so... Um, yeah, not much good the last month or five weeks, I reckon it was. But, um, yeah, anyway, we'll uh, see if I can regroup and uh, get that get that elusive hat next year. <laughs> Very good. And uh, thanks again, Riley. Uh, any footy for you this weekend? Yeah, she's playing an elimination final on Sunday uh, down at Fremantle Oval. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, kicking the duo off, BJ. Subiaco versus... 
Subiaco versus Swan Districts. Very good. Good luck to you, Riley, and thanks again to to both you moguls for uh, for jumping on and playing a part in our tournament. Jay, you progress through to the semi-final, and Riley will have to get you back on to do some form analysis with us here at the 1-1 in the weeks ahead. Thanks again, gents. Beautiful. Thanks, boys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. And we are back, listeners, with Race 5 uh, on Farnley Stakes Day. It's the Glenroy Chaff. Handicap over 16, under graduation, over 1,600 metres, uh, 54 kg minimum, 60 plus from the ratings here. So um, I think both of us um, enjoyed the victory of Benji's last start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noble Bourne jumped straight to the front. It's a rare occasion Betfair paid off for me <laughs> recently when uh, <laughs> one was uh, Ginger Baker was absolutely monstered and we've, uh, yeah, back the drifter. And Noble Bourne was uh, dominant in front on a, in a on um it's last start victory. So they're, they're the two coming in with the two last start wins on the board and they uh, it's only another eight-horse field. Um, they shaped the market last start uh, winner. Another last start winner, of course, is Marlies and um, uh, Scott, um, Pete McCormick, our friend of the show and bookmaker, Pete and Scott. Pete won, uh, Pete won the uh, Get Out Stakes thanks to Marlies, last star. Candlelight Supper has gone bang, bang, coming through the grades and then um, slides into this graduation a kilo off the limit. So um, Noble Born, uh, likely leader again, Terry. Uh, how do you no. Think you don't think so? No, that's the key to this race, BJ, is, is the speed map. And um, I'm a big Deal Red fan from its days in um, Albany. I'm not tipping it here. I don't think it can win. In saying that, it's above my price, actually, Deal Red. Um, Deal Red's a really tough Tough sort of animal from the top. So $41 best. I think I was 26. So I'm not going to be backing it. But um, uh, look, Deal Red for me has always been a far better horse when able to find the rail and show a bit of toughness out in front. Rarely gets to carry the weight it's carrying because it obviously races um, in Esperance and Albany predominantly. Um, but look, the, the way they rode it first up and for it to be beaten one length, no change, I think that's a really good run. So to hand up, I think you're you're getting rid of Dill Red's uh, best attribute by following one. So the key, I'm hoping that's how it works out because I'm going to go with Benji's um, and that's because I think Noble Bourne will be breezing outside Dill Red and that's a far harder spot to win from. I have issues with both of them. I don't want to back anything else, but I have issues with both of them to some degree. Noble Bourne, the margin of victory is probably was um, probably embellished the performance a tiny bit. All the horses that settled around it uh, in second – Third, fourth, fifth, uh, they all ended up just sort of floating. Roadblocky. Yeah, and they ended up sort of absolutely nowhere near them. I'm just trying to get this up. So Pam Bella uh, settled fifth, and it's been beaten seventh. Um, My Fury settled fourth, beaten eight. Sessions peak, and these are all in the market to some degree. Settled second, beaten 10, and I'm a Sly Fox was beaten 11 lengths, uh, who settled in third. So all the horses around it stopped dead, and it was just a couple of battling sort of back markers who ran on and – uh, ran on into the into a hole there. Um, so that's yeah. I, I, I respect Noble Born. It can definitely win the race, but two dollars fifty is well under mm. my price. I think that's a bit of a bit of a reaction. Uh, Benji's um, makes the most sense. I think there's a lot of upside with Benji's. I've been saying that all prep. Uh, there was big money first up, went remember, huge behind Savage One. Remember that day it was scratched. That remember the day it was scratched, and it, next week came out it was huge. It would have won that day it was yeah, scratched too. The way the race was run, that was the day the Velvet Queen run yeah. um, when Harder Curb was deep the trip. Yeah, that would have won for sure that day. Uh, 
Anyway, multinational form looks good. Uh, the win last time was huge. Around the quickest last two, um, which is a really important statistic, I think, when you've taken off, made a mid-race move. And Ginger Baker was in clear air by that stage of proceedings and was entitled to probably run a quicker last split. So I just think Benji's is probably the best horse here. My concern is the mile. I'm not sure if Benji's is a, a true miler. Um, his win over the mile two starts ago was in a class one. If he repeats that performance and he's only got a kilo less here, uh, he probably doesn't win this, I don't think. I, I thought he didn't settle in the run. So the key for him is also the speed map. Deal Red going quickish um, and Noble Born and there being a little bit of speed in a small field, which is never It'll a certainty. Help, yeah, help him relax a bit. Either that or yeah. just Steve has to just come out in neutral a bit. Yeah. I know he led last start. Um, um, just come out in neutral and had just be happy to be an extra pair back, even if you're um, in fifth or sixth. And I don't, I don't think leading was plan A last no. day. I think that's just the way that. It, he Tell you what, though, if he, if he drew wide in a race with no speed, um, I'd be looking at that option going forward again, yeah. though, because he's a big striding type as well. He so. loved it too. Yeah. yeah. So I've got him on top, but I am a little bit concerned about whether he settles and and if the miles he's, he's go. I think the fourteen hundred at this stage of proceedings, from what we've seen, is he's, uh, he's better journey. In saying that, he's ran really nice races um, in harder races in the mile last prep three odd features. So that's the way I'm going. Candlelight supper can keep improving, but that last win was a gift. Like I was on She's Our Witness that day, and She's Our Witness is a very poor animal, and She's Our Witness should have won that race. It was just a it was Paddy Carberry that won that race with the uh, patient ride and found the gap at the right time. Um, yeah, look, if it progresses and, and wins on a Saturday, so be it. It just won't be with me on it. So that's me. Paris and George can turn up and win. This is probably a more suitable setup. Yep. Lands in about fifth one off. I was um, just about to say that. Yep. Yeah, it's capable of winning. But again, well, it's 10 bucks. Like I'm about $10 for it. So it's not. It's what not price did really you have? Ca- I'm just trying to. It's mad. There's no real bets for me in the current market. Out. So you wouldn't have had candlelight supper the price it is now, though, would you? No, I, I was just happy taking it on. Just yeah. purely on that, I was probably a bit sooky about the She's Our Witness being held up the entire straight as well. So it's my way of taking it out <laughs> on this market. So no, I was about 10 bucks, but that's yeah. that's probably too long. Yeah, okay. That's probably too long. So Yeah, ben- Benji's for me as well, especially if I even liked him before, but then you reminding me of Gil Red's gate speed and it's – and the likely intent to lead. Mm-hmm. That, oh, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. That uh, warms the heart even more mm-hmm. as far as being- Significantly better horse when, when doing a little bit tough, especially with the 52. Yeah. I think you'd be, yeah, I don't and think then, it's a good option it to tag just, Noble Born. You're not going to out-sprint Noble Born. It exposes so. the hardest to beat though, doesn't it? So, yeah, ex- exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. So, and if Benji's then doesn't set it well or doesn't get the mile and it does have to breeze and- Straight away, it becomes Paris and George Candlelight Supper. Um, probably take on Marlies from that gate with the win and the weight. Uh, but yeah, thin old race. Benji's, just don't overthink it. Yeah, Benji's. Benji's for me. If the best is Paris and George um, turns up, then he's a, he's a threat as well. Mm. He was my, he was my Even that race he lost yeah. against Marlies, that was pretty piss weak in the end. Yeah. Like he had it shot to bits. He got he the did. right card into it. Like he will win one of these and he. This is one that he definitely could win, but he won't be with me on it again, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. Benji's for me. Benji's for me. So we're alive for the we're all. So we could be alive for the card if tip Tiffany the, Street and Costas Crown Dead Heat. Tip the car. Tip the it's that car. tough a day, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go again. Buster's Bash. <laughs> it's just, it's that tough a day. Race six Dearing is me. the Schweppes Handicap of the 1600 metres, 72 plus, 54 kg limit weight there, and uh, Buster Bash. Buster Bash. Um, Doing the Buster Bash. Saluted for the Pontiff last start, looking for- Full brother to Monster Mash. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very good. Uh, Saluted for the Pontiff last start, fending off West 
River Miracle. On that occasion, Buster Bash uh, breezed. Um, and he, he's a better horse railing in front, rolling along. He breezed a steadier tempo and still managed to dig deep. And um, ran the quickest last 200. Yeah. yeah That's was, pretty telling, isn't it? The strength there. Mm. Um, so from six uh, at the mile, he can work forward and – and find the rail in front on this occasion where he's a superior horse and it's just going to – if he turns <coughs> up, how are they going to beat him? This so. is just so bad. It's – five of these are cooked. So was not cooked, but from the gate, you can't even consider it. Um, blind will park on him as well. Back last start. Gets a kilo and a half or two kilos on good. Buster Bash. But, um, yeah, the fact Buster Bash fought back and ran a quicker last two when it didn't even get the fence, yep. that's pretty telling. So it's going to need a, it's going to need to be a cold rail, uh, which isn't an impossibility here at the three-metre pad. And even then, I think – uh, I think Blinder ends up on the back of Buster Bash anyway, and West River Miracle is going to be in the breeze. So West River Miracle, the one thing I'll say about it is it didn't settle early, and that might have cost it the race last yeah. time against Buster Bash. It just fought Lucy a little bit, but geez, it's it's difficult from the breeze, especially with a horse like Buster. It's only going to be a soft five, but just any type of give out of the ground for Buster Bash, and it's uh, super hard to beat. So I'm even money Buster Bash, and the rail looks good and happy and okay. I'm happy getting involved at two twenty, two thirty on the day, but I won't see. Last start there was. Um, on paper speed, anyway, that's funny as in Buster Bash, but they ended up crawling really for the first 800. So, Buster that's Bash not even, a better horse yeah, than going. That was going to yeah. be my point is that Bust, that's not really even his his style. He's a you'd hope Harvey doesn't reef him up here. Yeah, he's a roller. The only way I can see Buster Bash getting beaten here is if uh, Tactics Pont, are Pont, Pont grabs yeah. hold and tries to outsmart himself a little bit. Um, not not uh, letting Buster Bash roll along because he's, he's a weapon when he's allowed, especially when he's really fit. He's really fit. He's rock hard into his prep, and you let him roll along at a mile. Then yeah, he can run. He can really run his rivals into the ground. So um, Buster Bash, yeah, uh, hard to look past him. Buster Bash for me too. Jeez, a lot of similarities, and I know that we tip the card. I know we spoke about it earlier, so I know we're uh, lining up here as well. Witten's Irrigation and Design—they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Whitten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Whitten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Whitten's. All right, seven. It's the happy 80th birthday. Ted Robinson, he's the owner of uh, Billy Ain't Silly and Tricks of the Trade. And is that the one? That is correct. That is the one. Happy yeah. 80th birthday, Ted. Uh, has he got any runners in? No, I don't think he does. I went through that, that race. I thought he might have a run in the race, but um, let's have a look. No. Um, one, they, what, about, what about one, one, one? Is that yeah. his? <laughs> That's his, yeah. Is that his? Yeah, one, one. Nothing. How much money? Yeah, I was going to say. How much money did you lose? One, one, zero. But I think he's had a couple of winners lately. Stars stars are plenty. That might have been one of them. How about the tip going around for one, one, one last week? That was coming from everywhere. And uh, yeah, 14s into fours, kept beating back. And you know what? Troy Turner gave it a 3,000 out of 10. (laughs) That's the worst part, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. It it was his first start. It may have gone shitty or something. may have gone amiss. But um, dearie me. Yeah, since since he's uh, the uh, Ted's and – his uh, his family have teamed up with the Colin Webster Yard. They haven't. They wouldn't have had as much fun in their life. I don't think they've had so many, so much success. So yeah, many they winners. have. Ukbar, Ukbar, Ted. Ukbar. Um, so yeah, and they've um, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, happy 80th to mm. Ted. But uh, 
they'll be very much looking forward to the pinnacles because you would imagine that Tricks the Trade has to be a um, a railway contender at least. So nah, you don't reckon? No, Tricks the Trade's nowhere near railway quality. Okay, he'll be aiming towards. Yeah, he'll yeah. start a railway. Sorry, Ted. Sorry, yeah. birthday. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah Ted's, Ted's tuned into the one one for 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 uh, to. Uh, oh, to yeah, no, I'll tell you what, though. Tricks of the trades, of course. <laughs> they continue to defy me last campaign, though. So, um, yeah. Who are we heading towards a railway? To be seen. Anyway. Yeah, heading towards a railway. He could win a race like the uh, RJ Peters or something like that. Yeah, nice, seven, a, nice 60 plus or something. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being a dickhead now. I don't mean that. Don't Happy birthday, that. Ted. Happy birthday, Ted. Uh, what a legend. Um, all right. So here's to you, Mr. <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> it's Mrs. Robinson, isn't it? Uh, very good. Uh, hey, hey, hey. What do we got here? It's a 1,000 metre, 72 plus, oh. um, 55 uh, minimum. And we've got State of Power racing well for Simon A. Got the, got the chockies there. For Holly Watson, last uh, all-day session isn't quite uh, at the top of his game at the moment. There's a couple of horses out of form. Tiana Robinson's doing a good job with Double Jeopardy, but I think, I think Double Jeopardy will miss um, Brandon. They've got a long super. They have done, but I think the horse that we're both sort of leaning towards at this early stage of proceedings is Saddle Cloth Number Seven from the Ganjimi Brothers Stable. Go forward. Yeah. Leaning towards an understatement here, BJ. Um, well, I'll, I'll quickly do a runner by runner after we do the speed map, but mm-hmm. expect Double Jeopardy to be its its turn of form has been with some really aggressive riding, so they'll, they'll look to rail, and I think they probably will rail with Double Jeopardy. Um, Kiora Star, they'll probably sit, but back to the thousand. Sometimes it really pings the lid. So I, I, if they ended up in front, I'd just say keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they will though. So there's a bit of potential speed there. Time scale can go quickly, uh, usually over further, so it probably settles in behind them. But look. My most likely it's Double Jeopardy lead, State of Power Breeze, but all it takes is one of the other ones to kick up and State of Power's three deep. So, um, but yeah, go, go forward to me is a complete and utter standout. And price-wise, I've priced a lot of horses between $1.70 and $2.30 on this program. It's the only one we can back mm-hmm. with a bit of, you know, you're getting something back. I, I, I can't believe, of, I can't believe the price. Juice, yeah. I cannot believe it's $3.80 at the time recording. I think it was as much as four fifty. Like I'm, I'm really happy getting on at three eighty. Like I've got no issue whatsoever. Um, like first two runs on heavy tracks, and we know this horse can't handle the bog whatsoever, and went poorly. And we're not too uh, perturbed about that, but it dropped two points as well, which is really nice considering it's just the heavy tracks it wasn't handling. Last start. A race dominated on speed by State of Power, Cashaway. Pixie Chicks ran third. Um, it's come from last. Uh, side through them. It was the quickest last. 4-2, 6-4-2 of the race. It was just – Up the day. Yeah, it was just super. It was just super impressive. It was – made Ghost Who Walks, who, who was a nice run last week on the cold part of the deck. Um, looked slow. And, look, as soon as Go Forward found a, a slightly drier track, and that was still a soft six. It wasn't like it was a good four. It should be drier this week. Um, there's just so much in its favour. It gets two kilos on State of Power. Maps to land. Probably three pairs back, one off. They don't need to try and be too close. Which is one one from there a couple of times actually. Yep. Uh, yeah, at Belmont, thousands. Exactly right. It's later in the day, so Brad will be aware of lanes and what's happening. But that the rail shouldn't be hot, and the fact he's drawn four, he should be able to stay off it and uh, get clear air and let down. Well, he certainly yeah. is. Um, but he just stands out. There's there's no other horse that makes sense to me here. All day sessions, back to the thousand meters, and I just don't think he's going that well. Um, he's obviously a really nice horse. But I just don't think he's going that well. Uh, don't fuss his absolutely flying and really likes Taj Dice and I, mm. I think at this stage of his career he's always been about a thousand metre horse I think at this stage the way he's racing I don't mind him over the 1200 type thing but uh, I can't see how he wins I've got him really close to go forward in my map 
And if they're sprinting together, there's only one, one result. Yeah. Kiora Star, it's a it's a random old setup for Kiora Star, but uh, he's he's going well enough to win. And the drop back to a thousand makes sense to some degree. But his third week back up back to a thousand. Like you're asking a bit. Double Jeopardy's nearly a third favourite here at six seven bucks, losing the claim of Brandon. Um, like to me, it's just not at this level. Mm. So it's one I'm taking on. State of Power is my only other runner under ten dollars in my market. Uh, going super, finds the breeze, will give a kick, and I think it'll probably run second. Uh, Timescale goes fresh. It's my third favourite in the market. I uh, didn't think the trial was too bad. Shades weren't on. Uh, always runs big races first up. It, it's the big fly on the ointment horse that could have a yeah, handy, real- Handy horse. Yeah, could have a real X factor sort of run in at first up, but willing to risk. Uh, and then Denim Pack. The fact Denim Pack's 20 to 1, sort of, I'm sort of 150 to 1 Denim Pack. I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I am saying it's impossible, actually, I know. Yeah, I am. So just I'm just surprised that so many of these are tight in the market. Like we're talking all day sessions, seven right. bucks, double jeopardy, seven bucks. Um, State of Power's favourite at the time recording. Go forwards back out to three ninety. Kia Aura's under ten dollars. Like respect for Roy. Yeah, respect for Roy. Exactly right. Respect for Roy. So. Um, yeah, dearie, man. It's go forward for me. It's but yeah, well, Tommy Johnson was was very keen on go forward the other day, and he was spoke exactly about, what we said. It, it'll probably like, be the run of the race. It'll yeah. just be the map that beats it, and yeah. it was yeah, it was, it was the run of the race. It was just the map that beat it. Yeah, and he's as you mentioned, his his closing speed was superior, vastly superior to um, any other runner in that race. So it was State of Power first, Cash Away second, who's come out and won again. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's won since rather. Pixie Chicks ran third, and it was just the ru- yeah, it was just the run of a horse who's ready. He, he can sometimes be a bit patchy, go forward. So there's a slight. I'm not as short as you. That's because there's a slight lack of trust. I don't know whether he's unsound or what the story is, but sometimes he he gets a good setup, and you think this is his day. And he doesn't always perform, but all things being equal, Gang Jimmy Brothers rocket bringing him to the races, ready to ready to go, and he's he's the one for me. Yep, especially that at that current price. Yeah, I'm low twos. Yeah, I'm low twos. So I, 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 I don't have a world where he doesn't start favourite. All right. Um, and once again, happy birthday to uh, our man Ted Robinson. 80, so, uh, 80 years of age. What a uh, what a good innings. So uh, we're here. We're the feature. It's the uh, Furphy Farnley Stakes race eight of the day over the fourteen hundred metres of Bunbury Cup. Dead heater. True attraction. Uh, makes his return to racing for the Hayden Ballantyne Yard. Yes, certainly does. Um, I'm just a bit – just bear with me for one moment. Right. I got a bit confused there. On the side I'm looking at, it was still racing in the the cerise and white colours, but that is right, I think it was sold. He was sold uh, at the uh, the Peters Online auction and uh, we were racing in the Ballantyne Red. How much was he sold for? I'm not sure. It's all done – it's that sort of silent auction type setup that Liam Peters was describing when he was on the one one. So true attraction was part of that. Anyway, he's uh, he makes his debut for the Ballantyne Yard. A couple of trials under his belt. Gets top weight of fifty nine uh, with his hundred rated. Then we have got Resort Man, who was very the, the handicappers must have listened to us because um, yeah, Resort, and you got a full were, I saw that. Yeah, very kind to Resort Man for knocking off Nero Dio at uh, Wait for Age. How's yeah. this for the handicapper? So. Western Temple was beaten 3.7 and uh, Star Align, Stable Mates, was beaten 3.6 in the Idyllic Prince. So because Star Align's run third, it's got two points. It has to carry – well, it doesn't have to. It gets it onto the minimum here. But it gets two points and Western Temple running fourth, being beaten under point one of a length or being beaten point one of a length, dropped a point. <laughs> wow. Isn't that just stupid? 
Mm. Oh, that's just that's just that's not doing your job correctly, is it? And watching the runs, Western Temple was forced to go to the breeze, which probably isn't its best position. So if you're looking, and Star Alliance in the one one, so which run had more merit? It was easily Western Temple's run was the better of the two. So for me, that was just. So what they were saying was that the Western the Star Line was a kilo and a half better run than yeah Western Temple. Yeah, when Western Temple was the better run of the two. Interesting. Um, they're just, what, they've just because it ran third, they haven't even looked. Obviously, they've just handed the points out without even thinking about it. Yeah. Another good gate for Western Temple. Western Temple, I think it's something like five of its last ten. It's drawn the outside, and eight of its last eleven. Um, it's or something. I haven't got it in front of me. Eight of its last eleven, twelve. It's drawn in the the widest four or something. It's just horrific. All right, Matt, what are we doing here with the with the family? We got Great Again leading Fanta. No, I think they'll they'll be aware of the importance of the rail with Fanta, and I think Brad Parnham will be given clear instructions to show Great Again who's boss early doors. That's my feeling. Getting into the I like getting into the mind of the stable. I reckon that they say to Brad, "Now get across Great Again." And looking at Great Again, it's probably a stretch at fourteen hundred. So they might be saying, "Look, just." If it takes you, I just let it have you pop to the breeze or just sit on its back even, you know. So Fanta getting to the breeze. Um, I don't know what happens with Star Alliance and Western Temple. That's bloody sticky, yep. especially with the Air Darty and Vane Tempest underneath them, both horses who want a similar spot in running. So um, like they're the best two weighted horses. Well, best three, probably Air Darty, Star Alliance and Western Temple. Yeah, back to the handicap conditions from weight for age, but um, it looks really sticky for the two Peter Fernie train runners, which is a real shame because I think in particular, actually, Western Temple is, is just so ready to win a race like this. And I reckon we would have got $10 each way even if it drew a gate. So. I think Western Temple just feels like it's going to be leading up the three wide line again. Yeah, I've got yeah. leading up the three wide line, which I think works out a treat for Resort Man because I think Resort Man probably gets covered in that three wide yeah, line. Um, it might even be Star Align yeah. that leads up the three wide line. We'll see how it all eventuates um but yeah i think the way the track plays is is integral i'm, I'm gonna go with fanta on top um i just think finding the rail the 1400 down to the 54 if the rail's good um it's fanta on top if the rail's not good it's resort man on top but seeing as we're trying to tip the car we have to lob one out now don't we so I'm, i haven't i haven't had a, i haven't had a bet and i i very well may not have a bet here um, but they're the two I have a hundred percent narrowed it down to. It's Fanta from the top, Resort Man in the three wide line, and it'll be um, yeah. If I do have a bet, it'll be market pattern related. So I'll give you Fanta though for the tip of the card. I'll go Resort Man. Yeah, okay. He's flying that horse. Mm. Um, yeah, to, to do what he did at uh, at Wait for Age, um, Michael Lane's got him in the in the sweet spot. He's just um, engaged and really starting. Who's to, he marrying? Really starting to. Fulfill. Like he always he did like that one. He always, yeah, I got it. Mm. He always looked like he always looked like a star in the making. I don't think he's necessarily <laughs> going to be the the star that he we may have thought he was early. But to be able to knock off two listed race or two feature race wins this prep with the um, hoof on the till for a third is um, quite significant. So he's uh, he's one for me. But I also will be specking Yadardi yeah, as well. Uh, has raced well in the Farnley Stakes over in previous years. He was just held up at a crucial stage, was my Maddie actually, in the Idyllic Prince. Got a lovely run in transit that just couldn't quite get off the back of the leaders and, and make an impact and squeeze through late under Sean O'Donnell to run fifth. Uh, he's going to get the run of the race um, from gate five, just tucked in behind them. Um, 59 back to 54. Second up, I can see, yeah, Darty, uh, hopefully get out to madness prices. But if not, I'll be, um, either way, I'll be having something smaller on him. 
Yeah, it looks a good setup for uh, for yeah, Darty. That is for sure. There has been phantom money, so it's into three thirty. Mm. I marked phantom result went by three fifty, so that's sort of where I was at. So yep. I'm, I'm literally tossing a coin um, between the pair of them. But I mean, there's not. I mean, great again, ten bucks coming off a setback. I, I'm sort of fifty to one. Great again, it, it can't win. Star Align. Star Align was, was so so last start, yeah. and now it's drawn awkwardly. I know it's handicap conditions, but seven dollars fifty is under my price. Vain Tempest uh, losing Clint. Uh, that that worries me up in great. $13. So, yeah, there, there isn't much depth here. I'm expecting, as per usual, mm-hmm. Fanta to be absolutely mapped, which may end up meaning Resort Man's a bit. Just Fanta's mapped continuously, and the fact it gets in with the 54, and, and as I said, I think it'll probably fall on the rail. Um, yeah, I think it'll be mapped. So if you're backing Resort Man, maybe you, you can probably hold five. Be like last start, fours to 8.50. Hold Resort Man. Bet, um, One of our many Betfair winners. Linger, linger there on the uh, betfair.com.au, the exchange there, mm. and see what happens late. Uh, and uh, as mentioned earlier in the show, the Farnley, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how many of these uh, Farnley Stakes competitors um, then the Hannans. head to the Hannans, oh, Goldfields. Not, not many will want to take on Dig Deep after what he's been showing. <laughs> I would never thought. <laughs> the champ. And, um, and True Attraction is a watch because he's, he's – He's, Absolutely none. He's, I know, but he's an important part of the weights puzzle when it comes to the, the Boulder and Calgary oh, Cup because yeah. he's a 100 Raider. Last, Are there any other 100 Raiders? There's none going around. So tell him we're coming, carried 60. What's Star Trade now, 94 or something? Star Trade's uh, 87 at the moment. What was that? Race? Was that an 84 plus, was it? 84 plus, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so from a Cups point of view and a, and a handicapping point of view, true attraction is important because if he goes towards the – Cool, uh, the Boulder Cup stays as a ninety plus. Stays a ninety plus, or yeah. some, uh, you know, close to that. Mm. And your horses like Tellum were coming, Stafford's, a couple of the other ones that were off the limit there. They they get significant weight relief. So yeah, it, it works well for for yeah. a lot of those at the low nineties, doesn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. The, the horses in the mid eighties are probably the ones that are probably a bit not disadvantaged, but it doesn't uh, doesn't sit as well for them because they don't get the little swing. Like this is a 90 plus. If it was an 85 plus, Fanta carries the same weight. Yeah. Just Resort Man carries an extra two and a half kilos. Mm. So that's, yeah. So anyway, he I imagine that's, it would be a prep run for him on first run for Hayden on mm-hmm. Saturday. But uh, I uh, future thinking towards the Kaguli round, which you'll be mm-hmm. attending. Mm-hmm. Um, we Yeah, those, a lot of tra- a lot of people will be eyeing off what they do with the horse like true attraction because he can shape the weights and he can that can um, may, mean a lot to your winning chances on the day. Interesting to see if what the handicapper does too because I, I personally think it'll, he might be uncompetitive for a couple whether they drop a couple of points because they drop points that could, you know what I mean, that won't allow them to stretch the market if they get him down to a 96 rate or something. So they might be cruel to him to be kind to the rest of them. Yeah, we'll see. Watch this space. Mm. Uh, anyway. All right. You know what it's time for? What is it? What do you know what they call in the last this week? Unbelievable. Isn't it's that outrageous. incredible? Outrageous. Has it ever been the last? Never. But surely, like, people would have already been down there. Why do you, yeah, exactly. Surely it's the first, isn't it? It has to be. It has to always be the first race, I think. Anyway, it's the uh, F-R-E-N. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's time for the Get Out Stakes, BJ. S-T-E-A-K-S, who oh, they proudly brought to us by. Incredible stuff there from the powers that be making the yeah. uh, making our favourite race, the uh, the lucky last to um, go it's head real, to head. Real, <laughs> real sense of theatre. And we've got no odds up for this one yet either, really. I don't know what's going on here. I think I think Green Tab have forgotten there was nine races. What is going on there is the Get Out Stakes, and it's um, extremely popular. Yeah, Twitter-based popular. competition brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningville Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, what a champion. He runs the show, swing past, and say hello to Timmy. Let him know that you listen to the one one and uh, he'll look after you for sure and certain. So congratulations to 
last week's episode 139 winner, James Boyle. Now, James has is now a dual get-out-stakes winner, and he almost got the mood swings. Are we speaking about mood swings? No, we're, fucking, Too soon? we're never speaking about Too fucking soon? mood swings. Um, the, the horse um, that we're not allowed to speak about, one by zero point seven four. Absolutely named, <laughs> absolutely named horse. And James, uh, so James almost absolutely nailed the margin as well. So congratulations there, mate. Two get out stakes victories, moving your way up the honour board there. And um, hope you've been out to see Timmy during the week and and filled up there out at the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Now to enter this week's get out stakes race, we're back at race nine. Um, the free entry, unbelievable stuff. The free entry. Yes. Uh, let us know who you think will win the last race nine uh, at the one one pod. The horse name and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, and you always have to factor in the all important Sam White rule, Terry. First in, best dressed, best past the post. Uh, okay, free entry to Belmont Park. Um, Brad's just gone up the Carnarvon Cup as well. He's got eleven runners under twelve bucks. <laughs> <laughs> just a real confident market there. <laughs> What are you? Uh, what are we doing here? We got the free entry to Belmont. It's this. This are we race, doing the Carnarvon Cup or this, are we doing this the, race? Uh, name is really, uh, really throwing me. It's um, yeah. I think, late, it's, I think it's a deliberate day, yeah. ploy uh, to uh, knock us off our game here. But um, imagine if you got there late and you saw the last race was free entry. It'd be like Christmas, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, would be. Um, all right. So what do we got happening here? Now, interesting. We were very keen on Weapon Sun last week, Terry. Mm. Scratched. It was going to be on the seven-day backup from a low draw. You'd like gone. to know the real reason, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would like to know. It's not future nomination because it was a soft six that had barrier one. They're not saving it unless it was an owner thing and the owners wanted to watch it. Who are the owners? Um, yeah. yeah. Just a... I'm not sure. There has to be. There has to have been a reason because that it was, was perfect. It right? was the perfect setup last week, and the way the track was playing as well, and and the, the, the way the race shaped out as well was. Yep, exactly right. So, um, yeah, no, we're not going to go in with the same enthusiasm for for Weapon Sun this week, BJ. Interesting. The favorite, the current favorite, of course, is from the Cerise uh, and White operation, the Michael Grantham arm <laughs> of the operation, uh, Advance. So, it, I, I was positive. I read somewhere on the um, on. On the webinets, uh, post advances first um, first up placing that he, he stumbled uh, two hundred at the one hundred fifty meter mark, and they were concerned that it might have uh, ended its campaign. But Michael Grantham and the horses obviously pulled through that, recovered well enough to continue its preparation here. Second up for Michael Grantham, um, and if you watch the replay, it it did look like it was going to win until it sort of put in a couple of dodgy strides, and then it sort of leveled out a bit. But yeah. Um, you would imagine that if uh, – part of the track as well. Yeah, if you imagine if advanced, uh, Chris Parnamon uh, is going to get the right run from five tucks in behind the leading division that you can you can see why he's uh, he's the current $3.10 favourite. Yeah, 290 with a couple of the others. So, so we're, we're doing this without the benefit of the full market. That was, I think. Uh, that was Brad Bet. Yeah, we'll just use Brad Bet actually for this one, Home, That's probably our, our best option. Um, what, what's your take on what – do you, what do you feel about advanced, BJ? Yeah, I, I like advanced. Yeah. Um, the, I think I think he's just going to continue the market continue to improve. Perhaps not, but um, I don't really. A lot of these horses are, are um, sort of on their on their mark. They look like there's going to be there's a lot of speed in this race. Um, we spoke off air about the Great One could really cross and lead if they wanted to and enjoy quite a reasonable the horse time that should, of things. The horse that should try to lead is Brooklyn Pier. Yeah. That's yep. the horse that should try to lead this is Brooklyn Pier. I'd love to see. I remember back in the day, Brooklyn Pier, I think over the 1,000 metres was a 
Good horse out in front. Am I? Jeez, it's a while ago. Um, but I just from the gate, there's nothing. There's nothing to gain from trying to find a spot with Brooklyn Pier. So learn a bit about it and go to the top. Yeah. So Brooklyn Pier is drawn twelve. So I thought we- that might be really positive with Weapon Sun as well. Um, Weapons under possibility, but yeah. I, they also will probably look at last start. Again, you've got to get into the head of the camp and they'll look at last start and say, well, um, we worked to get to the breeze and that was probably what saw us wanting. All of our races with a sit, we've been far better. So I don't know if that'll be the mindset with Weapons Sun, especially up to the 1400. You know what I mean? I feel like if, if that is the plan with Weapons Sun, I'm very happy not being on Weapons Sun. But it may well be the plan. I'm just getting into the mind of the camp and you get to the breeze and you work to get to the breeze because it's not that quick a beginner. I think you're just going to try the same thing again and get the same result. But um, I won't be on this week, so I do hope they probably do go forward. But I think that sometimes with these races, it's best to just say mess. Mm. It's going to be a, um, a Marty messy map and it's sometimes good to back a horse or follow a horse that isn't reliant on a map, you know it's just going to drop out to midfield or worse. It's just going to – and sometimes these slower-run, messy races, it can be beneficial just to have a horse who's patiently ridden yeah, and handled and isn't half cool. getting involved in a speed battle. And Like on paper, you go, well, Ginger Baker's going to get the run just mm-hmm. behind him. It's like, do you want to be just behind him if it's random leaders stopping back on him and it's a, a bunched field? And then you you say, well, position of power from barrier one, that looks like a nice draw. But late in the day at the three-metre pad, is barrier one going to be any good? Like I'm a little bit concerned about that. So um, good barriers can turn into bad barriers in sticky speed maps very yeah. quickly. You know what I mean? So is it advanced for you on top? Uh, advanced for me on top. I'd, that's a boring I'm, way to I'm end. Not, that's I'm not, a boring way to end tipping the card. No, well, I'll throw something wild at you. I've got one. I'll, I'll Hang, on. Hang on. Oh, hey, this better not be the same one. Three, two, one. Holy Crazy. ghost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, we, neither of us deserve it. I'm 500 to one, Crazy. I just thought Crazy was so big the other day. Um... Just and down with no weight on its back. Right, he fine. only gets one. Sorry. Touch. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he's, he's he was three wide no coverage. <laughs> I was certain you're going to say Holy Ghost. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a big Holy Ghost. <laughs> but, but I can see. It. And you know why? Yeah. Because you shouldn't be a big Holy Ghost What's fan. It, like, two, two from something? two from six hundred and seven. Yeah, I remember. I, I'm positive. I backed Holy Ghost one day to beat Captain Chaos. Mid-week, yeah, midweek, and uh, yep. I thought I was stiff. <laughs> yeah, you were stiff. It was. It was a bit unlucky that day. Yeah, yeah but. I don't, Captain think Chaos and, that form. I don't think me and Holly Ghost have got on all that well. Since, however, um, this yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's a, it, he's as yeah. What, what price are we talking Holly Ghost at the moment? Oh, oh there's not much up. Fifteen bucks, I think. Oh yeah, sixteen, okay. seven, yep. eight. I'm I am actually. It's not my go usually, but I am talking place heavy. So it's three dollars eighty there with Brad at the moment. Yeah. Um, Yes, the the main reason is I think it's returned to racing really nicely. Uh, last week it was funny. It was I know the inside pad was meant to be the spot to be, and it was the spot to be, but that still was later in the day when it's had a lot of the racing. I've just got to mind a bit of forgiveness. The the big thing for me with Holy Ghost is that it's had. Um, 34 goes for two wins, five seconds. Uh, with Lacta Ramoli in the saddle, it's had two goes for one win, one second. Yeah. Uh, one of those wins, say, it feels like a Lacta horse. One of those wins was a 60 plus, um, where there was no defined leader. It turned into a bit of a messy race and it accelerated brilliantly through the gap. So I like the fact that it showed acceleration of a slow tempo. And the other one was second to Comes a Time last campaign when Comes a Time was absolutely flying. And obviously, Comes a Time is now competing in far higher grades. So, who do you think is a better horse, Holy Ghost or, or Brooks and Pierre? They've, they've, they raced against each other quite a lot, haven't they? They have done. Yeah. I'd say, well, I'd say that um, I don't I don't know how the decision's been made that mm. Steve goes on one and Lacto goes on the other, but you'd think you'd look at the record and say, well, this horse clearly, some horses respond to certain jockeys and, yeah. and Lacto and Holy Ghost. So, it's it's too much of a coincidence that the two times run first and second in, in 
it, and it hasn't gone around short on either occasion. Like it hasn't been a bit like so, down, a bit like downforce goes best for lactic. Yeah, it? exactly right. So um, just in a race where it looks very messy, things are going to be ugly, and I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm happy just to have a little bit on one each way here. Just I, I do. I've got advanced favourite. I'm a three dollar eighty favourite. Um, I think that's the price it went up this morning. It's now two ninety. Mm. So it's below my below my mark. If I'm giving you my market elect. It's it's advanced, but um, yeah, I'm sort of about six fifty. Holy ghost! So if I can get three dollars fifty plus, have a good place heavy bet, sort of one unit to win, three units to place. Um, that'll do me, and I will be having something on if. Just looking around, I can see ten dollars position to power, mm. nine dollars Brad position to power. I'm about six bucks position to power, so save position to power. But uh, holy ghost for a rare bet on the card at value. Yeah. Um, so holy ghost to tip the card. Imagine that. Wow. Yeah. That would be something. They'll talk about that for years. Yeah. Grand, grandkids will be told. <laughs> great, great grandkids will be told. Yeah. So yeah, advance was my on on top. I was probably getting in a bit too thin for my. So are you going to make that? Are you going to make advance your card horse? Tip the that's card. That's a piss sweet way to go out. Tip don't let card. me not. Don't let me. Well, it feels like you can't. Uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I was. I, I was zag. I was zag. Oh, he's listening to me. No, I was zag, and um, I'll go. Ginger Baker. I was just about to say, is is that the lay of the race at the current price? Gee whiz, thought it was pretty good behind, okay behind Karamundi. It was okay behind Benji's. Okay. It's only getting two and a half kilos. And for me, this is significantly harder than those races. I just think Ginger Baker is just, it's going well enough. Great tactical speed. It's a nice horse to own, nice horse to be a part of. But surely one of these is sharper than it. Yeah, it's got us a few you know what I mean? sources, isn't it? Yeah. Just to me, so. it's it's going, like, I think that's why it's had 20 starts for seven seconds. Mm. So it just puts itself in the right place. It's, it's a gunner. just fine. It is a gunner. It's a gunner. So I'm, and I'm backing Holy Ghost, by the way. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, two birds of a feather. Oh, um, dearie me. Uh, oh, dear. And my Maddie comes up in this race as well, number 11. Crazy form. Jeez, you, you back Crazy four starts ago, three starts ago, didn't you? Four starts ago, and around third to 70. Yep. About 60 to one that day on the exchange, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Good punning, though. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, <laughs> what a race to, we're a race it to is. today. Well, it is. Advance, it's probably, advance could absolutely smack him or something random, big, very random is going to happen. So. Yeah. Like I was hoping when I saw Brad got 380 advanced, I was a bit disappointed. I was hoping it went up real short. Um, even the 290 now, like my hope was that it was just be really thin, 250, 240, 230, and it would just give everything else a lot more rain. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't be going too hard here, but Holy Ghost plays heavy for me. All right, for the so card. let's take a break. I'm the place, the card as well. It's <laughs> <laughs> $3.80, that'll do. Let's uh, take a break and we'll be back with our bests, our mads and our lays for the Betfair Exchange, betfair.com.au. All right, the whips are cracking. We're turning for home and it's the Betfair best Betting propositions for Farnley Stakes Day. Over to the Guru. What's your bet fair best? I think I know which one it is. But we'll uh, oh, it's got to be the one with the most meat on the bone. As I said, there's about six of them. We're fairly confident we'll get the job done um, at the shorts. But uh, go forward at, um, yeah, it's still near four bucks. That's well over my price. So race seven, go forward. Go forward. I like go forward as well. But oh, a bit of, bit of diversity here. I'll pivot to Benji's. Benji's. Uh, Benji's, yes. Hope you're right. Yep. She's realigning a lot. I think we're lying on seven of the nine. Uh, Tiff, uh, race eight and race nine. If she advanced, three, if but in saying that, I could end up on Tiff. I could end up card, on. I'm going to be, I'm going to be um, mm. dirty. 
Yeah. Uh, There'll be some good audio to play after that. Uh, my lay, uh, I, I like to lay one. I definitely don't think I'll win. And I, this yeah, probably hard, can. Yeah, yeah, this probably can. But I'm, I'm, it's I price it double. So we'll go with candlelight supper. Uh, in race number five, Ginger Baker was the other one. Remembering I laid Rejuva King last week, so um, I've had a really good record with my lays over the yeah. journey, actually. And uh, yeah, Rejuva King. In all fairness, I think it was four forty out to ten bucks or something like that. So I feel like it, it was half a, right. It, it was a lay at the price on the Thursday, and then you just backed it on the day, so no big deal. I think I said I think I said it at eighteen dollars. So, <laughs> um, in the same boat as you, I couldn't really find something that I was dead set wanting to oppose. I just felt like I'm very like you, very keen go forward. The fact that Sato Power is currently three dollars, oh. three ten, three twenty. I'm going to take Sato Power on. I, I don't know whether that horse can make it necessarily make it too straight. So, okay. Uh, at that price. Um, I hope you're right. That's my late in race number seven. Of course, the happy birthday, 80th birthday to Ted Robinson, handicap. And what's your Maddie? Uh, there aren't – there's nothing I'm sort of popping into with a huge amount of enthusiasm over 20 to 1. So I think it's a day where we like a lot of the shorties. So let's roll them together. I think what I'm yelling out now is about 35, 40 to 1 at the moment. So yeah, get your – Padding get your pad and pen. pen your pad and your, your pen out. Um, race one, sock off. Get the tab form out. Circle them. <laughs> circle them. Race one, sock off. Race three, protege. Race six, buster bash. Race seven, go forward. Uh, it's about 38 to one. It's telling me there. Bang, 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 bang. Should be bang, bang, bang. You got Boom. one, two. You got three leaders and you got one that'll be one off, three back, and that's later in the day when you usually can make more ground. So party time. Very good. My... Maddie is in the get out stakes, aka the free entry to Palmer Park <laughs> handicap. Number 11, heck, McLaren trained crazy. What the heck? Name. What the heck? If he gets up, that might be the headline. And there you go, Jay. Terry's just giving you, <laughs> that the, is, Terry's just giving you the headline. That's the cracker. Um, that is my mate. Oh, I really wanted to go, yeah, Daddy again, but $14, best available at the moment. I think that'd be a bit of fudging going on there. So I'm going to mm. stick to the formula and uh, the rules of the game and. Crazy is my uh, Maddie for Family Stakes Day. The rules of the game. Yeah. You know, I do like that, BJ. All right. That brings us uh, to the end of yet another episode. What was this episode? 140. 140. So if my maths are correct. Triple 20 and a single 20. Yeah, my maths are correct. Uh, episode 150 yep. is our Railway Stakes Day edition. Wow. I got an idea for railway stakes. Did we do it? Like, no, I had my, remember my idea last year. We have like a panel and we just sort of just pop in and a out. A rotating panel? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, leave that with us. Another one of my great <laughs> ideas, which will never come to fruition, I'm sure. <laughs> On the Monday before the railway stakes edition, yeah. uh, Terry will be WhatsApping people. We'll start texting people, yeah. <laughs> Who's keen? Uh, thank you to the lads on the Mastermind. Uh, yeah. Well done to Mr. To Mr. Rooney. Just done, baby. Mr. Well, Mastermind. He? Yeah, he is Mr. Mastermind. Yeah. He certainly is. you got Mr. Cricket in Michael Lussie and Mr. Yeah. Mastermind in, in Jay Rooney. So, um, oh, it's good to have like a – like a tall poppy to knock off, mm. you know. He's he's quite modest. So I wish he was a bit more, a bit more arrogant. He just takes it so well. He said he was a bit like Collingwood in that he wins the close ones. Yeah, he's a bit like Collingwood that everyone else hates him when it comes oh. to the mastermind. So <laughs> he's a bit like Arsenal two thousand and four, where he just doesn't lose at all. Was it two thousand and four? Yeah, they won that yeah, thirty eight game, thirty eight game season. What a team! Thierry Henry, yeah. Dennis Bergkamp, mm. Robert Pires. Freddie Yunberg. Um, geez, where am I going from here? Uh, thank you last week to Mac Hall as well. I uh, didn't thank Mac at the time. Uh, stepped, tremendous. Out the, stepped out of the swap box to do the, yep. to do the chat. So it's very good of Mac. Yeah, well, we've got yeah. our priorities, don't you? So yeah. <laughs> thank you to Mac. Thank you to Mitchell Pateman. Always uh, great fun having a chat to Mitch. He's one of the great characters in the game. I reckon if the game had more like Mitch, it would be uh, – 
Uh, Richard for it. Uh, good luck with Protege. Um, from a personal point of view, I, I hope that Protege ends up staying with Mitch. It sounds like it could be somewhat unlikely, whether it's back to Darren, whether it's overseas. But uh, I'd love to see what Mitchell can do with um, with a horse like Protege. If not, he's got this little test, Joe, who could be a, a real carnival horse. So look forward to speaking to Mitch again soon. Yeah, and um, Thanks for coming on, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, thank you to our wonderful producer, Jan. 140 of the best episodes. She's uh, she's the glue that keeps this uh, crumbling <laughs> ship together. <laughs> rudderless. Deary me, this rudderless. rudderless. Speaking of rudderless ships, I think it's a good time to wind it up. Good luck in the uh, the Carnarvon Cup. I'm not sure which way we're going yet, but I'm, I love, so ombud- I love a dual meeting. Ombudsman's going rare, rare double, isn't it? It would, cup. Well, it won't be a rare double because surely it's no chance. That broom cup was just – that was an everything falling into place. So many horses getting held up. So many – yeah, that was just a – Still reeling. Yeah. yeah. yeah at, least we got our, at least we got our money in the Newman Cup, didn't we? Yeah. Nothing like a, a dual grass and dirt day. I love a dual grass and dirt day. But uh, look, I think that's it. Until next week on the one one. Oh, oh, oh.